This is Football Nation. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Football Nation. It is week seven in the NFL. I'm Bill Enright. With me, as always, is Todd DeVries. Todd, midway through October, week seven in the NFL, halfway to the fantasy football playoffs. These weeks are just flying by. Yes, they are, Bill. And tonight, you have the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Are you pumped for this game, or is it another Thursday night snooze fest? The Battle of the Birds. Yes. And, you know, neither of these neither of these teams are really even birds of prey. I mean, the Seahawks, a hawk is a bird of prey, but uh, a seahawk is like a seagull to me. <laughs> it is? Right? A seagull? Isn't it different? Seahawk is different. Seahawk is more menacing than a seagull. Well, is there really a creature called a seahawk, or is it like a fictitious name that really is just really an intense version of a seagull? That's what I think. I've never seen a seahawk before. Well, you don't live in the Pacific Northwest. They're very uh, do they exist? There, sure. I'm are sure they, they are. Are know. they a real animal? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know Google, either. Let me Google it. <laughs> like, I, just, I just... I just always thought the Seahawks were really just a seagull, oh, but no, they it's make a, a... It's a nickname for an osprey. An osprey? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound very intimidating. <laughs> According to 10,000birds.com. 10,000birds.com? Who runs that website? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> just first thing that popped up on Google. All right. Um, okay. Here we go. So... Uh, give credit credit is due. Ten thousand birds dot com. No idea if this is a reputable site or not. Yeah. But, it's, but this, this article is entitled "What Kind of Bird Is a Seahawk?" Uh. All right, and then it says every year, blah blah blah. People ask the question, "What the hell is a seahawk?" More or less, and it's here's what they say: "Quote: Seahawk is but one of many nicknames for the awesome osprey. This large, long-winged bird of prey cuts a striking figure." Dark chocolate brown above and white below with a strong black line through its eye. Eh. Uh, the color scheme is obviously a bit more understated than the blue teal and chartreuse palette. There you go. By the football Seahawks, but it seems to work well for the Raptor. Take a look at that picture. That is a menacing bird. Wow. Yeah, it actually, it is pretty big. It does look like a hawk to me. Seattle Osprey just doesn't have the, doesn't have the, uh, no. Same ring to it. There you it go, does, Bill. See, you learn something little, every day. Right. It we're, does we're look two minutes into the show, and we both learned something that we didn't know in all the years we've watched football. It is much better than a seagull. It is yes. actually looking like a hawk. So it is a little bit of an intimidating bird. But a cardinal, I mean, those little red things that chase around like bird know, worms. Yeah, bird seed and worms. At least this seahawk has like a fish in its claws. Yeah, there's a picture of it like diving into the water to grab a giant salmon yeah there we yeah, go it's like a giant nest on top of like this bridge in this picture beautiful yeah very nice yeah. so you know maybe that's a little uh, foreshadowing as to who we think might win the game tonight absolutely because yeah. uh, both of us agree we're actually going to get into our nfl power rankings in just a little bit but both of us agree seattle seahawks one of the best teams in the nfl and in fact they are your super bowl prediction for the nfc super Todd. bowl seahawks just call them the go. super bowl seahawks don't even call them the seattle bowl seahawks. seahawks super bowl all seahawks right. all right so we'll see marshawn lynch russell wilson and the legion of boom that seattle seahawks defense tonight against uh i don't know who are we touting from the arizona cardinals larry fitzgerald 
Andre Ellington, Carson Palmer. Seems like a mismatch just uh, by just a few uh, players. The, uh, we haven't heard much from the Honey Badger lately, have we? Or or Patrick Peterson. Tyron maybe, Matthew, they're due Patrick for, Peterson. maybe they're due for a little action. I'll be honest. I haven't watched much in the grand Arizona. scheme of things. I haven't watched either of these teams much this year. So I'm kind of looking forward to watching like a full game of Seattle because I haven't had a chance to sit down and, and well, watch you, them. Well, you said you liked the Colts-Seahawks uh, game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I, but, that that, but at the same time that was going on, there were a million other games going on, so mm. I wasn't able to sit and focus like solely on that game. Well, you yeah. have you as a season ticket holder of the NFL, you have a free access to NFL Game Rewind. Yeah, I also have get... uh, a job at Football Nation that leaves me zero time to do any of that. See, you you have kids, so instead of like, you know, I don't I don't have any kids. I, yeah. I get I get a lot more time to myself. That's true. It's true. <laughs> Which is spent uh, on on my iPad watching NFL Game Rewind. Yeah, not That's, at you know, uh, soccer you know. games. Pre-kids, yeah, I would have been all over that, but yeah. no, don't have time for that. I hear you. Uh, we do have a lot to go to today. We want to give a quick shout-out to our uh, beloved producer, Josh Deering. What's up, Josh? Wow, beloved producer. I'm moving up yeah. in the world. And I say beloved because this. I, I get a lot of comments from the people that call in. By the way, a number is 855-478-7030. I get a lot of comments from the people, and they say, Josh is so nice to talk to before we get to talk to you guys. You know, Josh does a great job of uh, not only – keeping us on air and playing our, our intros and our outros and our commercials and our bumpers, but you also answer the phones, and everyone says that, you, that you're a real uh, good dude to talk to before they, get, before they get on air. I'm just trying to be a man of the people. Well, that is not the case with our other producer for our other show, but uh, we'll leave him unnamed for the time being. Wow, a shot. Uh, I'll shoot him a dirty look right now. There you go. <laughs> let, him, let him know I'm talking about him. But uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, Josh is a good good dude. And uh, when you do call, make sure you say, hey, what's up, Josh? This is, you know, Brian from wherever you're from. Name, location, what you want to talk about. Make it That's quick and it. easy. There you go. That's what we like. 855-478-7030. You can also email us your uh, fantasy football lineup questions or as we uh, get into our power rankings in just a little bit, if you... If you think that our power rankings suck, make sure that you can you can email us and let us know. Eight, uh, radio at footballnation.com is our email address, and we do have a lot to get to today. Todd, as I quickly uh, mentioned before, uh, Thursday Night Football, Cardinals and the Seahawks, and we do have the Seattle Seahawks. Where do you have the Seahawks ranked in your power rankings? Number two? I'm number two. Who do you have? Uh, do, what, do we want to go from 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? Are we doing this right now? Yeah, let's do it right now. Let's right. get into it. Let's go ten to one. Ten to one. Have yeah. a little uh, excitement leading up. Very. It's very exciting. Yes. Do we want to do? Do we want to do the bottom five first? Who are the worst five teams in the NFL? Yeah, sure. Do the bottom five first. All right. Who are your bottom five teams? All right. Well, the worst teams, the Jags. I'm going to go worst to fifth worst. How about that? So I'm going to go in a weird order here because I, I have a little surprise with the 28th ranked team. So 32, I have the Jags. No surprise there. I'm sure okay. you have them in the same spot, right? Yes. Okay. Um. 31, the Bucks, no surprise. They stink, no surprise. Mike Glennon. Uh, I think that his performance last week was a little bit of a mirage. It was against the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Um, right. Not, not buying in. I think Greg Schiano is one of the worst coaches, one of the worst NFL coaching hires in a long time, and he won't be around much longer. Um, number 30, we differ a little bit. I have your football giants because they stink. They do stink. And they're a bunch of bums. Yep. I so agree. So I've got them at number 30. I've got the Vikings at 29. 
you have the, both those teams in your top, bottom five as well? Yeah, I have them flip-flopped. Okay. So the only difference is one team uh, in each of our bottom five. I'll let mm. you reveal your bo- fifth bottom t- five team first. I have uh, the, the Buffalo Bills. Yes. And that's a pretty, you know, I, I had them in the running. Right. But I'm going to give the 28th worst team, or 28th best team, 5th worst team, whatever, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give them to the Houston Texans, Bill. Oh, wow. They are awful right now. They Four are game a losing death streak. spiral. Yeah, they are. It's spiraling out of control. And, I mean, the Matt Schaub thing is a disaster. It's uh, despicable what the fans are doing there. Did you see the, the story about the fan that had a, a, a fake body? Matt Schaub and put it in his trunk of his car. No, yeah, all hell's breaking loose in Houston, man. What their is defense going on by, down there? Yeah, it's 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 a mess. And they're by the way, their defense. I was looking at this, Bill. Isn't their defense supposed to be pretty good? I mean, they got JJ Swat, right? Yeah, their defense is giving up like the fourth most points in the entire league right now. They're terrible. Their defense is, or all those pick sixes accounting for points scored against their Whatever. defense. Points against. Well, I'm saying that, that's a big difference. All right, that's true. That is uh, about 36 points that they've given up that way. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then last week there was there was uh, a kickoff return for a touch. I understand what you're saying. I'm just, the point is yeah. they're they're terrible. Their offense is bad. Um, looking here, they are barely the, – they're basically the third worst offense in the AFC. Their defense is second – points against second worst in the AFC. They're a bad team, Bill, and now, I don't see it getting any better. Now, when we do these power rankings, we're not simply going off of record. That would be stupid. That's not fun. So we're kind of predicting, you know, where teams finish by the end of the year, who we think the, the worst five teams are. Let me ask you a quick question here, Todd. We have the Atlanta Falcons, the New York Giants, and the Houston Texans, all with winning records a year ago. All of them now either winless or just one or two wins on the season. Of the Texans, the Falcons, and the Giants, who is the biggest disappointment thus far? Falcons. Falcons have to be. Okay. To me, they were, they were my Super Bowl contender. NFC East, that's who I picked. They were 13-3 and last year, and for them to be only 1-4 and at this point, that's pathetic. Yeah. Falcons. Even though the Giants are 0-6, I still think the Falcons are a bigger disappointment. Uh, I would say I would say Houston's the second most uh, biggest disappointment of those three teams. Okay, now of these three teams, who's going to turn it around? Um, well, nobody's going to make the playoffs. N- none of these teams are making the playoffs. I agree with you there. Um, who's going to turn it around? Do you want to say who's going to win the most games from here on out? Yes, from here saying? on out. From here on out, the Texans are two and four. The Falcons are one and four. The Giants are zero and six. Who's going to win the most games going forward? Do the Texans get to play the Jags twice? <laughs> uh, yes, they do. <laughs> Well, that might help them. That could certainly help. Um, the battle you know, of the poop. <laughs> the what? What? Battle of the poop. Poop teams. Crap teams. Battle of the poop. Yeah. I haven't heard it. Uh, I haven't heard it promoted that way before. I'll That's say how the NFL um, should promote it. I'll say the well, the Falcons. The Falcons also they get Tampa Bay. They have Tampa Bay in their division. So that happened this weekend. Yeah, I'll go Tampa Bay. I'll go. All I'm right. sorry. Uh, the Falcons. Have All the, right. We'll so get the most wins here on that. Those were our bottom five teams. What do you say we go over to the better teams in the NFL, the top ten teams? Starting with your number ten team, Todd, who do you got? Um, I've got the Chicago Bears. Now, I don't I don't even have the Bears in my top ten. No? No. Who do you, well, 
Why don't right, we do keep, it this way? Why don't keep, we do it this keep way? Keep going with your list. All right. So I've got the Bears at 10, the okay. Packers at 9. Hmm, interesting. All right. If they've played one less game. Mm-hmm. Once they even up on their games, they'll be tied with the Bears and the Lions, if, you know, so to speak, at 4-2, and two, in my opinion. Right. Despite the injuries. Um, I've got the Colts at number 8. Okay. Very disappointed with the Colts the other night. That was a terrible performance. Um, the Bengals at number 7. All right. 49ers at 6. They've won three in a row, Bill. Yeah, I, yeah, I But I'll that. say this: you can draw a dotted line above six because the the five at, at the top are clearly the five best teams in my view. Six through ten, you can argue, and you can probably throw. I know you have a couple different teams in there, yeah. so you know there's a different tier of teams after the top five, in my opinion. One through five, one through five, we both ha- are, are on. Uh, we have the same teams, just different, different order, uh, but same teams, different order, right. same th- right, correct. All right. So who are the so who are the let's discuss the bottom five of these of this list first. So who are the two teams that you have that I don't have? All right. So I have the San Diego Chargers as my number ninth ranked team, and I have the Detroit Lions number eight. You have the Packers and the Bears. I don't have either of them. I don't believe in the Lions. Why not? <laughs> because of the Lions. Ah. Uh... <laughs> What do you mean? Uh, yeah, that if, about? if you remember from the preseason, I said the Lions were going to win the NFC North. I, or, I said that's the, great. They're going to win wrong. the. That, it's not happening. All right, we'll see. Hey, they're know, playing. Man. They're playing okay, of course, but uh, I just don't believe in it. When it's all said and done, um, you know, the Lions will be third in that division. To me, the Bears always play well in September and October, and then they kind of fall off. I don't think the Lions are going to have that same kind of. Uh, Disastrous second half of the season that we're used to them that we're used to seeing with them. Next Remember four back- games. Next four games for the Lions will be very telling. Bill, they've got they've got um, they've got to play playing? the Bengals. Okay, not easy. Tough game. Got to play Dallas. Who knows? Sure. Hmm. They got to play at Chicago, and they got to play at Pittsburgh. And by then, Pittsburgh will be a better team. They're not going to be you know world beaters, but Pittsburgh's going to be better in four weeks than they were the first four weeks. You know what I mean? Um, you know, then they they still got to play Green Bay again. And they've got they've got Baltimore, so they got some other tough games on that on that uh, schedule there, Bill. All right, so let's get into the top five teams, the best teams in the NFL. We both have the Broncos at number one. Yes, I have the Seahawks too. Who do you have? I have the Chiefs, Todd. The Chiefs, who you mocked me, who you said I was a dumb dumb for picking them in the preseason as a wild card contender. Here they are, week seven in the NFL, one of two remaining undefeated teams. You, you know, you've been ripping me apart for having the Falcons as my Super Bowl contender, but you haven't given me any credit for p- picking <laughs> the Chiefs at the start of the season. I will give you some credit, Bill. All right, thank you very much. But. Wow. I didn't like You, you that, can't give me a compliment and then say but well, the whole country was talking about the Chiefs as the, the sexy new team this year. It wasn't just you. Uh, well, uh, but you I will were... give you credits because I, I even I said they might be seven and nine. I thought they would, you know, have the most improved I thought they'd be the most improved team. Yeah. But I didn't think they were gonna go from two wins to whatever they're gonna wind up having, ten or eleven. Right. I thought they would get up to seven, eight mm-hmm. tops, but I thought maybe seven and nine was what they were gonna end up as. So um, I will give you credit for going the extra mile and saying they would make the playoffs. So it's looking like that is the case, but we shall see. The only thing that's holding them back is, you know, they can't win their division because we don't see the Broncos being slowed down at all. Uh, well, what do you think the Broncos' final record is going to be? I don't know, 14-2? Yeah, it'll be something like that. 
thirteen and three. Yeah, I don't, I, I think fourteen and two. They, yeah. They're either going to lose to the Chiefs once or the Patriots. That could be their two losses, right? Yeah, now. I think they'll lose two or three games. I mean, they're playing the Colts this weekend. Do we think Peyton loses in Indianapolis? No, not the way the Colts were playing on Monday night against the Chargers. No, I um, I, well, t- two reasons for that. I thought the Broncos played poorly, and, and they won't play poorly twice in a row. We talked the about the Jacksonville game, yeah, against yeah. the Jags. You know, we talked about it, and I thought it was kind of a sandwich game, you know, right? And not that they would lose, but we kind of got it nailed that one, saying they wouldn't cover. You know, it'd be thirty something to teen something, and you know, mm. they'd just get through the game and get ready for the a bigger game the next week. And that's kind of exactly what happened. So I think they're going to play much better. I think they were a little embarrassed last week, Bill, that that game was still in doubt in the second half. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna light it up. Peyton Manning, you think he might be inspired just a little bit? Yeah, I would, I would have to think yeah. that. I, uh... I think the Colts are in a big trouble because they did not look good on Monday night. I was just – again, I was disappointed. Not that the Chargers are a bad team. The Chargers are, you know, legit. They're much improved. But just the way that the Colts lost, Bill, you know? It was, they didn't score a touchdown. You don't have the Chargers in your top ten. Do you, do you think they're not really a legit contender? Because I kind of like the way they're playing. Um, I kind of like the way they're playing. I just I could see them being a team that kind of falls off in the second half a little bit. Uh, you know, I think we're so used to that happening because Norv Turner was the coach. I'm a little excited yeah. about the way they're going. They're, you might be they're right. handling things. You, you might be right. Um, a lot of times, you know, we look at the, the past few years and forget that they changed their whole coaching staff. Right. Um, now the, the the issue is, I mean, they got to play Denver twice. That's going to be tough. They, they got to play the Chiefs twice. That's going to be tough too. Yes. So there's four games they've yet to play um, that there, are not easy. So you know, is there any chance they can go two and two with those four games? No. You think they're going to go one three? Yeah. If they go zero and four, it's game over in my opinion. You can't, um, see, you I think can't, they can beat the Chiefs. I don't think they can beat Denver. I think that if they get into a shootout, they're they're toast. You think they can beat the Chiefs once? Yeah, I think they can. Right. Not in Kansas City. And kind of like a slugfest, like they beat the Colts. You know, it's right. kind of an ugly game. Um, I think they can win. I think they're better suited to win those types of games than to, you know, try to outscore a team. Uh, I think Although, they they've, go- you know, they won a couple shootouts too, so maybe I'm wrong on that too. You know, yeah. I mean, they beat the Eagles 33-30. Beat Dallas thirty twenty one, so they don't play. They play Denver in week ten. They play Kansas City in week twelve, and then Denver again in week fifteen, and then Kansas City again in week seventeen. If yeah. they lose, if they go zero and four in those matchups, that's already, assuming they win every other game, that's already the best they can do is nine and seven. Yeah, you know they've got to play Miami. They got to play um, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So there's some other tough games in there. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, I, hey, I like the, what the Chargers are doing. I consider them as like a fringe top 10 team, but um, didn't make my list. So, so that's the number two team. I have the Seahawks as my number two team. You have the Chiefs. I have the Seahawks. I right. think that the Seahawks played the Chiefs 10 times. I think they beat them 7 or 8 out of 10. I, don't, I, I just don't see that happening. No? No. I don't. I think okay. the Chief, I, I like the Chiefs a lot. You're you're not really on the Seahawks, the Super Bowl Seahawks at all. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know why. I love the way Marshawn Lynch plays. I love the Legion of Boom. I should be on board with the Seahawks, but for whatever reason, I'm just I'm just not. I don't get why. Yeah, I don't get why either. They got a great I D. The I know. Home field, 
forget the home field advantage, but that's a whole other story. But they got the great D. They got a yeah. great running game. They got a quarterback who's young but clutch. Trust yep. me, the guy's clutch. College, he was captain clutch at North Carolina State and at Wisconsin and last year. So, you know, he doesn't have the pedigree of, obviously, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning with all the comebacks and everything. But I'll tell you, I, he's a guy that I trust in the clutch. So I like that team a lot. Now, certainly might help him to get Percy Harvin back, too, in a couple of weeks. That would be a little additional boost if he can come back and actually play like the old Percy Harvin. I believe Percy's going to start practicing next week. I picked I... him up in all my fantasy leagues. Nice. For nice the hell move. Of it. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's who we, we differ there. And now I have the Chiefs at number four, Bill. Do you notice that? I actually have the Patriots above the Chiefs. I think the Patriots could grind it out against the Chiefs. That's a really close call. I kind of flip-flopped them a couple times before I submitted my uh, list to you. Yeah. But I think that, again, they played ten times. I think the Patriots would win six out of ten. All right. I don't know, man. That Chiefs defense, I think it's just as good as Seattle's. I am hey, I am worried about the Patriots and all these injuries because they're starting to get ridiculous, mm. you know. And that's my other Super Bowl team. But I mean, the the injury Mayo's out, Gronk is, is never ending, you know. Amendola's hurt again. Um, what's the status of Talib? Uh, not practicing. Yeah, so I'm a little worried about the Patriots from that front. Right. But they've they've built a nice cushion. Um, then in the fifth place team, Bill, that both of us have at number five is the Saints. Yeah, and the Saints probably would have been flip flop for me with the Pats if if they won this last weekend. But they're going on a bye, and they have time to let that loss simmer a little bit, and uh, we'll see how the Saints bounce back. But both both of us think it's it's really the Seahawks and the Saints in terms of the NFC con- contenders. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to keep an eye on the Packers to see if they can kind of round into form, you know, in December. Mm. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you, you, you got it. It's all about the quarterbacks, man. And I think in the end, I think that's what's going to um, cost the Chiefs. You look at all these other quarterbacks, and I guess you could argue Russell Wilson too. But, you know, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, it's the same culprits, Bill. And, you know, they just get it done. And yeah. I don't know about Alex Smith. Um, I know he had a nice playoff run a couple of years ago. Remember that bootleg he ran against, against the Saints? Saints? That was one of the best games uh, in recent was, memory playoffs. That was yeah. an awesome game. That game was tremendous. The last, like, five minutes were crazy. Um, but, you know, I think that in the end, I think that Alex Smith might be the undoing of the Chiefs in January. I would. I think we have to get Alex Smith um, one more receiver. Dwayne Bowe is just not getting it done. I think if Alex Smith had one more quality receiver. Uh, the, the, Gee, the how about a tight end? How about, uh, what's that guy's name? Tony Gon something? Tony, Tony Gonzalez? I don't think the Falcons are willing to nah, That's not going to happen, but I'm just no. saying that wouldn't he look nice right now. Yeah, he, he would. He would look good. I'll tell you what, I'm pretty pumped, man. I mean, I know we're jumping way ahead here, but if the season plays out like it looks like it's going to play out, I mean, having the Chiefs in the playoffs, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, that's going to be fun. Um, a new team, you know, a new legitimate team in the mix. That's always cool. I like that. The only thing I worry about with the playoffs this year or how it's all going to play out is do you see any teams kind of like coming up the ranks here or anyone that can make some noise late in the second half of the season or is it pretty much just clear cut? You know, do we, you know, the Bengals are 
looking like a wild card team. The Chiefs are looking like a wild card team. If the Bengals win the AFC North, you know who's going to sneak into the playoffs in the AFC? Well, I think that you got the Dolphins. You got to watch them. You got to watch the Ravens. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Chargers, Super Chargers. Maybe, maybe I don't. I don't really believe in the Titans, but you know, don't discount them yet either. I don't think Houston turns it around. They makes the playoffs. No, I don't think so. I think it's just a total disaster there. Right. And by the way, they play the Chiefs this week. Yeah, it's going to be tough <laughs> for them. <laughs> We're going to talk about that game with uh, Carrie Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com, who's going to join us a little bit later. Uh, Jets, uh, who can make a turnaround? Miami, yes. Jets, no. Buffalo, no. Ravens, yes. Cleveland, no. Steelers, no. Mm. Eh. Steelers. See, the only way the Steelers are going to get in is if they win their division. So they need to go on a run here right now. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. possible. You know, I mean they need to they need to have one of those years, Bill, like a nine and seven uh type thing where they win the division with like on a tiebreaker. That's kind of what the Steelers need to hope for, I think, at this point, you know? Yeah. Need to hope the Bengals kind of stumble around and don't really, you know, go on a run. Um right. Tennessee, I, I'm not a huge believer in them, but they you know, they're five hundred. And then uh San Diego. You know, Raiders no, Jacksonville no. So no, right. I think that um, what would the sexiest six teams be right now? If you if you just put in the the uh, Broncos, Chiefs, Colts, Bengals, and Patriots right now, who would the sexiest team be outside of them to be the sixth team, the, the other wild card team? I would have to say the Chargers. Three teams from the a- a- AFC West. Yeah, not the Ravens. You're tired of the Ravens. Uh, you know, you know how I feel about the previous Super Bowl winners. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think I, I don't. I'm really not interested in watching the Dolphins play. No, <laughs> at all. Um, I would say I agree with you. If I had my pick right now, I I would uh, like to see the Chargers. They're intriguing. They, I like Keenan Allen, your boy Keenan Allen. Um, Gates is as long as he can stay healthy. Cross your fingers on that. But you know that's interesting. Danny Woodhead's fun to watch. Um and Philip Rivers, man, when he's on, he's tough out. So now, Todd, you do know the history of the last four teams to play the Eagles in their home opener. Yes, I know. And what what have they gone on to do? They've gone on to do very very good things. Now, and that you're you're saying this because this, the Chargers were the that's right team. Yes, I love little history stats like that. Love them. Well, say the exact stat for the people. The last four teams to play the Eagles at opening weekend in Philly, the Phillies, the Eagles' home opener, the last four teams to play the Eagles in that game have gone on to win the Super Bowl. Yep, it's true. Win the Super Bowl. It's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, but, I that, you know, that... I, I just think, listen, last year – I knew the Patriots and the Broncos would be the teams to beat. I was shocked when the Ravens ended up taking out both of those juggernauts. Can it happen again this year? Yeah, I guess it can. But once again, I'm sitting here saying the Patriots and the uh, the, the Cowboys, the Patriots and the Broncos are the team to beat in the AFC. The title goes through them. Yeah, I agree. But, hey, you know what happened last year? I guess it can happen again this year. The NFC is just a mess to me. We don't know who's going to win the NFC East. The Eagles and the Cowboys are tied right now. Uh, they're yeah. playing this weekend, right? Yep. 
So that's a big matchup for uh, playoffs. And then the Lions and the Bears are on top of the division, but the Packers are coming on strong after just uh, having their bye a couple weeks ago. The Saints look like they're, they're going to win the NFC South. The Seahawks uh, are going to win the NFC West. But the Niners are pretty close, 4-2. and two. The Seahawks are 5-1. and one. So one of those two teams are either going to win the division or get the wild card spot. Seahawks and Niners. Basically, the way it's, it's, it's early, but the way it's shaping up right now, in my opinion, the, the action is going to be in the NFC North, right? Because I think that whoever finishes second in the NFC North will get the final wild card spot. That's how you I don't, see this happening. You don't think anyone in the NFC East can get that wild card spot? No. Please. So who, the whoever, NFC wins, East? whoever wins that division, that's it. Yeah. And then whoever and then that final wild card spot is going to be between the Lions, Bears, look, and Packers. Pretty much because look, the NFC East is going to get one in, okay? Right. And the NFC South is going to get one in. Right. Okay. So there's that's it. So the NFC West has Seattle and San Fran. I think they both get in. I still think the Niners get in. Okay. So they to me they're kind of like the lock wild card team. Mm. To me. So then there's only one wild card team left. So they go to the NFC North. They're obviously the champions in. And then, you know, whoever comes in second. So it'll be a fight for those three teams. And I think at the end of the day, um, you know, it'll be between the Bears and the Lions for that spot. I think the Packers are going to come around. Mm, Okay. We'll have to see. That's going to be an interesting uh, race there. Interesting playoff race. Yeah. I think the NFC East. um, Done. Just the one division. One division winner. One division winner, and yeah. I guess I could I guess I could see Dallas making it to ten wins, but I can't see anybody. Uh, I mean, it's very possible that nine wins win this wins the division, right? Maybe even eight, <laughs> maybe even eight wins. Oh God! <laughs> well, remember the Seahawks and the Rams? Uh, what was it? Yeah, a couple of years ago, seven and nine. Remember that? I'm looking at it right now. Uh, what year was it? 2010. Hold on. That was that was it, it was 2010 because the Saints yeah. won the Super Bowl yep. in 2009. 2010. The Seahawks were seven and nine. They hosted the Saints, and I bet a lot of money on that game. And Marshawn Lynch had the earthquake and beast mode came alive, mm-hmm. and uh, the Saints were knocked out of the playoffs in the first round to against the seven and nine team. Yep. Yep. I'm Not looking bad. at the standings right now. Um, Tampa Bay went ten and six and was denied. Right. Giants went ten and six, denied. Yep. Two ten and six teams out. Seven and nine team in. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. As we're looking way ahead to the playoffs, it is week seven in the NFL. We want to help out uh, you with your fantasy football lineup questions. We're going to do that now as we go to Brian in Brighton. What's going on, Brian? Brian, Brian, are you there, bud? Hello, Brian. All right, Brian's not there. We're going to move over to Anthony in Virginia. What's up, Ant? You're not signed into the call screener. I'm not signed into the call screener. No, you're not seeing the right guys there. Uh, got Mike have... in Pittsburgh and Matt in Chicago on the line. Who's Anthony in Virginia? <laughs> uh, obviously, something's wrong Bill, there. you might be logged into the other call screener. What other call screener? Oh, the Patriots one? <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. Um, How about you go to Mike in Pittsburgh? I'll punch him in for you. There you go. Mike in Pittsburgh. All right. Mike in Pittsburgh. What's going on, Mike? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Appreciate it. You got it. Hey, I'm in a uh, standard scoring, non-PPR, and I need to start uh, one of these three running backs. Who do you like between Jones Drew, Lamar Miller, or Brandon Jacobs? 
Ugh. Jones Drew, Lamar Miller, Brandon Jacobs. I can't trust. Ugh. I hate to say Brandon Jacobs in this situation because I know what he is. I know he's a running back that was cut from the Niners, was cut from the Giants, never saw a carry the last one and a half seasons, and just because the Giants are so desperate that that's why they're using him, right now he's my 26th-ranked running back. Lamar Miller's 25. Maurice Jones-Drew is 24. So, wow, you're talking uh, neck and neck right here. I'm going to go. Is it a a PPR league? Non-PPR. That makes it even worse because I was going to say go with MJD. I like his matchup against the Chargers. I love the matchup for Jacobs. If it was any other running back against the Vikings, <laughs> I would tell you to go with him. But I can't tell you to go with Brandon Jacobs. I just don't trust him. If he doesn't get into the end zone, he's a bit major bust. So you're banking on him getting a touchdown. I'm going to tell you to go with, with uh, MJD here. All right, and then for the flex, uh, I have uh, T.Y. Hilton, who absolutely killed me last week. Um, so I'm a little disappointed with him. Um, but I have Hilton. Knicks, and then I could throw in either Lamar Miller or Brandon Jacobs. Uh, who Nixon. do you like out of those four guys? Hill and Nick. I, I do like Knicks, non-PPR, so I, I like him uh, because I think the Vikings defense is, is going to be uh, in trouble on Monday Night Football. Um, Hill and against Denver, I mean, teams are putting up points against Denver. That's that's the that's the negative effect of having such a good offense is teams are always passing the ball against you. Todd, do you have any good feelings about these guys? Hilton, Knicks, Jacobs? Man, is it non-PPR again? It is non-PPR. Yeah, non-PPR. Yeah. Or Miller. Or, or Lamar Miller, right. What? How does the rest of your lineup look? I mean, are you, are you feeling pretty good about everything else? Yeah, I mean, I have, uh, you know, Romo, McCoy, uh, Josh Gordon, and Fitz. I'm a little concerned about Fitz because he's playing Seattle. Right. Um so I was a little bit shaky there, but I think Gordon's going to have a good week um, out in Green Bay. And then I have Jordan Reed as my uh, tight end. Um, so I How's mean, your opponent? I mean, is this a, is this a game where you need a like a, a, an explosive performance, or is this a game where you think you just need a safe play? Well, h- most of his players are actually uh, on, the, on the Ravens, and they're playing the Steelers here in Pittsburgh. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, he basically has almost all the Ravens. It's kind of crazy. He puts all his egg in that one basket. So if that turns into be a, a low-scoring affair, I think I should be in pretty good shape. What do you think, Bill? I'm leaning toward Knicks here. I can't trust Brandon Jacobs. I just can't. You think Knicks gets in the end zone? See, the only thing about Knicks is obviously he's a he's a bum, number one. <laughs> but Ruben Randall scares me, as well as Victor Cruz, obviously. Uh, no, Victor Cruz is a little bit more consistent than both of those guys. No, I know that, but I'm just saying, Nick, I mean, he's like, you could argue that he's, some days he's the third option for Eli. Yeah, uh, I just, I think Nick's going to have a good game on Monday night. I think Eli's going to have a good game on Monday night. I think, um... Nick hasn't scored a touchdown this year. I think T.Y., I think it gets into the end zone. I think T.Y., if it, you know, people... It's such a big difference in PPR and non-PPR because it's funny because you said you were disappointed in TY. I was loving him on Monday night. He got me nine points, but it's a full-point PPR. So when you're in a non-PPR, those guys like T.Y. Hillen, those players like Hakeem Nix, if they don't get into that end zone, if they don't have that big gain, it's a major, major difference. If you want to go with the consistency, you know Brandon Jacobs is going to get the ball 15 times. He might get 30 yards. 
If he doesn't get into the end zone, you're going to be disappointed. Lamar Miller against the Buffalo Bills, that's not a bad option. I think Lamar Miller is the safest of these guys. Hakeem Nix has the biggest upside. And then T.Y. Hilton above Brandon Jacobs. Excellent. All right, Mike, thanks for... Appreciate the phone call, Mike. we got a lot of guys to get to here. We also uh, have our best buys and overpriced players from DraftKings.com. We're going to get to that in a little bit as well. We have another contest, Todd, for Week 7. Very excited about that. We're going to get into uh, who you should be using best buy and and lower price – best buy and overpriced players – uh, we're going to get to that in just a little bit, but let's stick with the phone lines for just a couple more callers. Quickly, we're going to go to Matt in Chicago. What's going on, Matt? Hey, guys. Uh, i got a question on running back. It's a non-PPR uh, between Lamar Miller or Bilal Powell. Uh, Non-PPR, Bilal Powell. I mean, Mike Goodson's done for the year. Bilal Powell is my 22nd-ranked running back. Lamar Miller's 25. I would, I would go with uh, Bilal Powell. Hello. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't like you. Don't like that decision, Matt. No, I just had problems hearing you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, w- I would go with Bilal Powell. I mean, the Jets are going to have to try to run the ball, keep Tom Brady off the field. Okay, great. Thanks. All right, take care, Matt. Uh, keeping with the phone lines, let's go to Brian in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. What's up, Brian? Hey guys, um, I uh, sent you an email regarding my question as well because it has to deal with uh, DraftKings and uh, who to start this week on both my league. Is this Toasty Dosty? Yes. Hey, Toasty, what's up? Nothing, just uh, hoping to redeem myself after last week. Wow, how bad did you do? Uh, I mean, I got 30th, and uh, I know you kicked my butt after me talking trash, so I'm looking to well, you rekindle know, you, you here. Haven't, you haven't really heard me claim about how awesome I did last week, but my team was pretty good. I finished uh, four points or five points out of first place. That's good. I ended up finishing sixth. But that's all right. We're we're trying to help you get some money. Uh, a lot of our members ended up winning cash, so we we we'd like to see you do the same, Bry. I know. I keep on like the thing is, I keep on straying away from some of the best buys. And actually, this week, I actually, I'm doing exactly as Bodog did. So I'm hoping that helps. Oh, Bodog was the contest winner. So uh, what what is your question for this week? Well, I have three questions. I have one for uh, two uh, lineup questions. I send you my rosters on there with screenshots. Okay. Yeah, yep, I, I want to know who I want to know who to start as a flex, and because pretty much I have no options at wide receiver for my first team, so it's either uh, Joseph Randall, Ben Jarvis, Andre, or Willis. Joseph Randall, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, or Willis McGahey, or Andre Ellington. I'm oh yeah, or Andre Ellington. I'm not I'm using Ellington against the Seahawks, um, even though he, you know he might. You might break off a couple of long runs, but that Seahawks defense scares me. I think you have some other options here. I like Joseph Randall this week, especially if DeMarco Murray doesn't play. We don't think Lance Dunbar is going to play. Joseph Randall should get a lot of carries, 10 to 15 looks, maybe a couple passes out of the backfield. I like Randall as a sleeper this week. I mean, that's why you picked him up. You picked him up to use him when he's going to start, and, and he's starting this weekend. He's going to start. He's up against a terrible defense. Yeah. Um, uh, he he is a little bit of a boom bust, Bill. You know, yeah. um, and you can see him tanking it as well, and the Cowboys just throwing it all over the place. But I think he has some upside. I think you kind of probably go Randall there. I agree. Okay. And then um, I also have another question. Uh, my second team, 
uh, who to who to start as far as uh, wide receiver because I have Larry Fitzgerald tonight, and I also have uh, Toasty Dosey too. And I right, have, you no have Des Bryant. Yeah. All right. So who? So how many do you start? Three. Two. Actually, what? I what? You how many start. wide receivers do you start? Uh, I start two. Okay, so Des is in. PPR. I think we're losing him a little it's bit. It's standard. It's standard scoring. Uh, yeah. Do you start Keenan Allen over Larry Fitzgerald, Todd? Wow. Man, that's a tough call. I mean, uh, in the PPR, the, I'd say yes. Right. In the PPR, I would say yes, too. But if the Cardinals are going to score tonight, chances are it's going to be from either a big Larry Fitzgerald catch or Larry Fitzgerald in the end zone, right? So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm very much in favor of always starting your studs. You know, people kind of criticized me last week for saying that Larry Fitzgerald, you know, even though he was really hurt, I should I said you should still have him in your lineups. And look what he did. He had that big catch and run for a touchdown. So I, I always start my studs. I would go with Larry Fitzgerald. Okay. All right. Dez and Fitz. Joseph Randall at the flex. Right, and then Randall at the flex. Okay. And then I also have a, uh, I have my DraftKings team on there also. Yeah, I see that. Um, and then also I want to know what you guys thought about a trade. Um, I'm I'm being offered uh, Trent Richardson, or I'm I'm trading. I'm I'm being told to trade Trent Richardson, Danny Amendola, and Keenan Allen for Chris Johnson, mm. uh, Marcus Colston, and Ty. No, I'm not doing that trade. You're, you're giving up Trent Richardson and uh, yeah. Keenan Allen. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. I mean, what? Is, I don't know where you're upgrading. Chris Johnson and Trent Richardson are the same. You're giving away Keenan Allen. You're giving away Danny Amendola. Colston. I don't even know if he's scored a touchdown yet this year. I guess nah, he's a he buy is. low candidate. But for Ty and Colston and Chris Johnson, it just seems like you're swapping a bunch of players that are underperforming. So pretty much just hold on to Trent and just hope that he's gonna. It's not you know. necessarily holding on to Trent, but it's holding on to Keenan Allen. It's holding on to Danny Amendola, and it's not taking on a guy that um, Chris Johnson is just one of the most frustrating players in all of fantasy. Okay. All right, Brian, we, we appreciate the phone call. Uh, one more caller, Todd, before we have to take a break. We're going to go to Ali in Florida. What's up, Ali? Hey, guys. How are you? Is it Ali or is it Ali? It's Ali. All right, I got it right. Okay, so what's going on, man? <laughs> Um, just you touched on this with the last uh, caller, but what's your feeling on Joseph Randall? I need to take one running back: Joseph Randall, MJD, Powell, or Le'Veon Bell. Todd, I have a feeling that we're going to get a lot of callers today asking about Joseph Randall, with Demarco Murray not likely to play, Lance Dunbar out. The whole reason why you pick up a guy like Joseph Randall is to use him when the opportunity is there. And this weekend, the opportunity is there. You said it. He has a great matchup against the Eagles. He's going to get the football because there's no other running back in action. So, yeah, I'm going with Joseph Randall. I was leaving that Bell way. Over MJD? And Le'Veon Bell is playing against the Ravens. I don't trust that matchup. And MJD is going up against the Chargers. I would rather go with the upside in Randall. I agree. Thanks, guys. No problem, Ali. Appreciate the phone Appreciate call, it. Todd. It is Bye. time for us to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go over our best buy and overpriced players for DraftKings. We helped a lot of people make money. In week six. And here we are in week seven. We're going to do it all over again. That's more coming up next on Football Nation.
headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. This is Football Nation. All right, welcome back to Football Nation. Todd, I mentioned before we took a break that we helped a lot of people make some money in week six at our DraftKings.com contest. And we're going to do the same thing here in week seven. DraftKings.com, we're doing it all over again. It's only $10 to enter. There's $500 in cash prizes. And if you're like our good friend Bodog, a.k.a. Nick M., then you won a qualifying ticket to compete for a million dollars, which our other member, Perio 4, little did we know, Perio 4 was in another contest, and he already won the entry to that million-dollar grand finale in Week 16. So there's a lot of action going on. It's a lot of fun. Maybe your team is struggling a little bit right now. You just lost Julio Jones. You just lost Randall Cobb. DeMarco Murray's not playing. Maybe you want to get into some action. Have a good week in Week 7. We're going to help you do that right now. Absolutely, Bill. Um, let's dive right into it, my friend. Where do you right, want to start? Good. Let's start off with the best buy quarterbacks, Todd. I got four guys here that are, are are really, really good options 
for this week. One of them is my absolute steal. I'm going to start it off with Cam Newton playing against the St. Louis Rams. Don't get it twisted. The Houston Texans suck. The Rams defense isn't that good. Okay? So Cam Newton against the Rams, I like that one. Jay Cutler against the Redskins. We know the Redskins defense stinks. Eli Manning, Monday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings, only cost $6,600. But my absolute steal of the week, he has six touchdowns through six quarters. Nick Foles versus the Dallas Cowboys at $7,000. That is my absolute steal of the week, Todd. Well, you know, he um, he's certainly a hot name right now, Bill. Yeah. And the Eagles offense is clicking pretty well. And the Dallas defense is injured, and they're not, quite frankly, they're not very good when they're healthy. So um, it makes some sense. Now, I think your Eli Manning, I think that's a real risky play. Even against the Vikings, are allowing 300 yards of offense per he week. He is due. I, I agree that he is due, but you can't, you ha- can't deny that his performance has been so bad this season that there's just a slight risk factor there. Well, it's funny you say that because I was I was debating whether or not I should put him on on the uh, on this week's list. But because yeah, I'm just of, saying, let's put it this way, Bill. Yeah, you yeah. got to feel really strong to put Eli Manning in your lineup if you're trying to win money in this thing. The Vikings have allowed three touchdown passing touchdowns to the to the uh, Panthers last week, 383 yards and a touchdown against the Steelers. Matt, Brian Hoyer ripped them apart. 300, <laughs> 321 yards and three touchdowns. It's true. Jay Cutler, 292 yards, three touchdowns. Matty uh, Stafford, 357 yards, two touchdowns. They've given up you, 12 touchdowns in, in five games. I hear you. I'm just, I, and hey, and I, the price is right, too. I'm just saying, if you're out there and you're planning on putting United Manning in, and you, you, can't be, you can't be wishy-washy about it. You no, know what I mean? you have to be on. Yeah, I hear you. You have to look at the look at the stats like you just spurted out there, and go, "Oh my God!" You know, he could really rip it up. I mean, look what Eli did against the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Yeah, at the Eagles defense, you could say the same thing. How bad their defense was. They were at home, the Giants. Right. And he's twenty four fifty two, three interceptions. Terrible. Terrible. He, he had over three hundred yards, two touchdowns, but he had three picks. Yep. So I'm just saying, you know, he. Uh, it's dangerous. It's a risky it's, move. But but I, I hear what you're saying as well. And if you think he's due, man, this is the week to get to get due or to to uh, just finally you know put up some points because he's been so bad. So that's all I'm saying there, Billy. You just got to be a little careful with that one. Now I added another little segment to my. I have my absolute steals every week. I added another little uh, headline to this. So this article that I do okay. on footballnation.com, ffchamps.com, it's high risk, low price. So right now we have Josh Freeman. We know the Giants' defense is absolutely putrid. Josh Freeman's going up against the Giants. He's only $5,900. That's that's lower than some tight ends. You can get a starting quarterback going up against an absolutely terrible defense for $5,900. Now, to me, that's the biggest, highest risk, lowest price we got going this week. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. There's a lot of risk factor with uh, Josh. Josh All right, overpriced quarterbacks. These are quarterbacks that I'm suggesting you stay away from. Aaron Rodgers versus the Cleveland Browns. He's without Randall Cobb. Totally agree. James Jones is a little bit banged up. Joe Hayden's going to be on Jordy Nelson like a blanket. So for $9,800, Aaron Rodgers is the second highest 
Um, second most expensive. Second most expensive quarterback this week. Staying away from him. I'm staying away from Matt Ryan, even though the Buccaneers just got torched by the Eagles. I think Matt Ryan may struggle a little bit against the Bucks. No Julio Jones. Roddy White is injured. It's really just Tony Gonzalez at this point. For $8,600, I'm staying away from Matt Ryan. And then I'm also staying away from Ryan Tannehill against the Buffalo Bills for $7,000. To me, Tannehill is just a little bit expensive this weekend. Well, when you compare him with uh, Nick Foles at the same price. And that, see, that that's what I try to do, Todd. I try to find guys. If you notice here, I have Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton. I have Jay Cutler and Matt Ryan. They're kind of all in that same tier, that same yeah. pricing. I really do it uh, with the running backs as well. Uh, you'll see in just a little bit. But I try to, to identify guys that are really priced around the same. Perfect example, as you mentioned, Nick Foles and, and Ryan Tannehill. Both have the same price, so that's why you, you, Nick Foles, I mean, I think he's going to have a killer game against the Cowboys, my absolute steal of the week. Moving over to the running backs, Bill. Some of your best buys, I'll rattle them off. You give the okay. analysis. Sure. Best buy number one, Matt Forte against the Redskins, 7600 bucks. Love Forte against the Redskins. We know the Redskins' defense can't stop any running backs. Forte does it all. Passing game, running game, uh, he's going to get into the end zone this weekend as well. Remember, guys, if you're playing in this, it's full point PPR. Yep. Got to keep in mind. So if you play in PPR leagues, you're well aware of how the rankings shift. Right, Bill? Absolutely. But there are a lot of people out there that don't play in PPR, and it's very different. Scoring-wise, so you've you've just got to factor that in. It's a, Like we say, what's one of our Ten Commandments, Bill? Know your scoring system. Yep. All right. Next best buy running back. He's been on here, geez, Bill, the last couple weeks. Gio Bernard. He's playing up against the Lions, and his salary is still only 5800 bucks. You know, I guess the guys at DraftKings are just a little bit slow to react about how much Giovanni Bernard is being involved in this Bengals offense. Move over, law firm. Get out of the way, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. It's Gio's show, and he's been showing it the last couple of weeks. Again, full point PPR. He caught six balls last week, Bill. Yes, he did. That's good enough for a touchdown. You know, six balls, 72 yards, and a score last week in receiving alone. And this is a running back. Now, he had 15 carries. Only 28 yards. A little concerning, but he got 15 carries. Yep. So this is a guy that had 21 touches last week. And yeah. pretty much every week, Bill. I mean, he's gone from five touches, 9, 14, 16, 15, 21. Yep. Trending up. Certainly is. Next guy on the list, another PPR machine, Danny Woodhead against the Jaguars. And, you know, the, Woodhead's a guy that Todd – he hasn't had a game with less than five receptions since week one. Every week, eight catches, seven catches, nine catches, five catches. And he always has over 70 total yards. So even if he doesn't get into the end zone, the catches make up for that lack of touchdown. And this weekend against the Jaguars, it's a great matchup. Love the price for Woodhead. He would have been my absolute steal of the week. But then you look at a guy like Joseph Randall against the Eagles for $4,800. How can you pass him up? Yeah. Um, there's your absolute steal. I mean, uh, last week, Bill, when, when uh, DeMarco Murray went down, wasn't a huge factor in right. the game. But, again, nope. he was kind of thrown into the mix, um, you know, unexpectedly. He did score a touchdown. He had 11 carries for 17 yards, two catches for 15 yards. So, if the Eagles – I think the key with him, Bill, is how do they integrate him into the passing game? Right. In this format, PPR – you really, it would be nice to see him catch three or four balls. Yep. And part of me thinks that 
last week. I, it's hard to figure out what the Cowboys do week to week. It seems like they never adjust in a game, Bill. <laughs> they either decide they're going to run the hell out of it or they're going to pass yeah. the hell out of it. Yep. And they just they just don't ever adjust. So part of me thinks they're actually going to throw it quite a bit in this game. But okay. he, but doesn't mean Joseph Randall is not going to be a part of it because he can catch some balls out of the backfield. He's, he can do it. So interesting uh, salary for Joseph Randall. And um, I think it's a little bit of a bust, boom bust factor with him. But, but uh, man, the boom could be huge against the Eagles. Totally agree. I just want to name one more player for the best buy running backs, Todd. He's my high-risk, low-price player, and that's D'Angelo Williams, who is playing against the worst rushing defense in the entire NFL. The The St. Louis Rams got killed by uh, Arian Foster. They he, Maurice Jones-Drew of the Jaguars had his best game. Uh, Frank Gore and the Niners ran all over them a couple weeks ago on Thursday Night Football. The Cowboys ran all over them uh, a couple weeks ago. So for D'Angelo Williams to be $4,400 against the worst defense in the league, something's going on there. The reason why I call him a high risk is because of the Cam Newton factor. Cam Newton can steal away some of those goal line touchdowns. He can get a lot of rushing yards, so maybe D'Angelo Williams doesn't get the ball enough. But if you're looking for the biggest boom-bust play of the week, to me, it's D'Angelo Williams. Last week he caught five balls for 53 yards. And you know what? He averages 75 total yards from scrimmage. So you take into the account the five catches, you add in the fact that he gets over 75 yards, you're looking at a 12- to 13-point player. If he gets into the end zone, even better. He hasn't scored yet this year, so any touchdowns is a bonus. Like you yep. said, Cam Newton steals those goal line carries sometimes. Yeah. All right, how about the overpriced running back spill? Arian Foster tops your list. He's playing against the Chiefs defense, 8,200 bones for Arian Foster. Chiefs have only allowed one rushing touchdown all season long. Not. I used Arian Foster last week because he was playing against the Rams. He had a great day, uh, 190 yards total from scrimmage. Uh, this weekend against the Chiefs, it's just not going to happen. They haven't let up a rusher over 90 yards in the past three games, and I mentioned only one rushing touchdown to date. Mm. Another overpriced running back that you don't like, Reggie Bush going up against the stout Bengals defense. You know, the, the Bengals had a little bit of a tough matchup last week against the Bills because they had Fred Jackson, they had C.J. Spiller, and uh, they, they had over 114 yards between those two running backs. But before that, the Patriots, just 75 yards. The Browns, just 73 yards. Uh, so so the Bengals' defense is doing a good job of shutting down some of these dynamic pa- uh, running backs, and that's what Reggie Bush is. Calvin Johnson is back to uh, close to full health. I think Matthew Stafford looks at Calvin just a little bit more than he has the past couple of weeks, and so I'm staying away from Reggie Bush. Next two overpriced running backs, Bill. Le'Veon Bell against the Ravens, 5,800, and Stevan uh, <laughs> <Steven>. <laughs> Ridley. Let's just call him Stevan from now on. Good Lord. You know, we know Ridley had a good game uh, last week against the Saints. He finally got back into action, 96 yards, two touchdowns. But I'm not playing him against the Jets. The Jets have uh, a top eight. Uh, defense in terms of shutting down opposing running backs. And then Le'Veon Bell against the Ravens. Ravens are right up there with the Jets. They're a top 10 running back when it comes to shutting down opposing running uh, – opposing their top 10 defense when it comes down to shutting opposing running backs. Well, all four overpriced running backs, Bill, they're up against defenses that can shut down the run. So That's makes, right. it makes sense. Stay go. away from it. There's no need. This, again, this is where it's a huge difference between daily fantasy and season-long fantasy. You know, Arian Foster, he's going to be in your regular fantasy lineup. Yep. But in daily fantasy, who cares? Just you have to ignore him. It's not a good matchup. Exactly. 
So that's the big difference. Let's move over to the wide receivers, Bill. Best Buy wide receivers, full PPR stand, uh, format, Bill. Wes Welker against the Colts, $7,200. You know, I, and I don't understand why he's not even in the top 10 in terms of prices. Like, oh, maybe he is in the top 10. I think he's ranked. Barely. Yeah, I think he's ranked ninth. Justin Blackman's ahead of him. Jordy Nelson's ahead of him. Randall he's Cobb. No, he's Randall 10. Cobb's ahead of him. He's on IR. Um, so for me, Wes Welker, I'll tell you right now, he's in my lineup. 7,200 bucks. Get him in there. He's leading the league in touchdowns. Big time game on Sunday night football with the Colts and the Broncos. Wes Welker, to me, if I had to choose one player to get in your lineups, it's Welker. There you go. Another guy that's interesting uh, was red hot last week, Bill. Tampa Bay's Vincent Jackson. He's up against the Falcons, $6,600. The last time we saw the Falcons on the field, they were getting ripped to shreds by Geno Smith, and his wide receiving core is nowhere near the talent level of Vincent Jackson. Get him in your lineups as well, $6,600. That's a bargain right there. Again, PPR format, Julian Edelman versus the Jets, $5,800. No Danny Amendola. Uh, the last time these two teams played, Edelman had, I think, 11 targets for nine catches. Uh, again, full-point PPR makes a big, big difference in these daily contests. A little surprising name here, Bill, but I understand why he's on the list. Mike Wallace against the Bills, $5,500. Every week I suggest using a wide receiver that can go deep against the Buffalo Bills. A couple weeks ago, it was Torrey Smith. Last weekend, it was A.J. Green. Both have paid huge dividends to date. This weekend, Mike Wallace, Ryan Tannehill got some extra work in during that bye week. I think they're now on the same page. Look for Mike Wallace to be going deep against the Buffalo Bills. For 5500 bucks. that's a steal. Coming off a bye week, too. Right. Uh, absolute steal, Bill. Again, this is a guy that I don't know what the DraftKings uh, salary capologists are doing. But Keenan Allen of the Chargers, you can get him against the Jaguars. They're not a very good team. $4,600, Bill. Keenan Allen single-handedly won people their matchups last week. Bodog had Keenan Allen. He was our contest winner. And Perry 4 won out of 2,200 uh, people. Both, uh, Perry 4 won out of 2,200 people. Thought he had Keenan Allen in his lineup. Single-handedly won him the game. Uh, he had uh, seven catches, over 100 yards, got a nice little bonus, and he got into the end zone. In a full-point PPR league, Philip Rivers looks to Keenan Allen a lot, more than Antonio Gates, more than Vincent Brown, more than Eddie Royale with cheese. It's Keenan Allen in that wide receiver core putting in work right now for $4,600. He's my steal of the week. Keenan Allen, he runs all the different routes. Yep. You know, he's not a one-trick pony. No. He, they look for him in the end zone. He got targeted a couple other times in the end zone. Almost had another touchdown last week. Yep. Um, in addition to his one score. I just, you just got to love what he's doing. And every week he gets more targets. Yeah. So, I, you know, this is a flaw in the system. This salary, Bill, there's no other way to explain it. This is a a, uh, a poor job on the salary of Keenan Allen. This is a steal. $4,600. Totally agree. I'm with you. All right, how about your high-risk, low-price wide receiver this week? It's Riley Cooper, Todd. Racist Riley Cooper had a great game last week, four catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Playing against the Dallas Cowboys, we expect that game to be a shootout. Uh, Cooper's a guy that I think is going to get more involved as we see Nick Foles under center instead of Mike Vick. Because to me, Vick, it was a lot of LaShawn McCoy, it was a lot of Vick rushing, and it was a lot of Deshaun Jackson. 
Foles a little bit more of a pocket passer. He can run too, but I think he's going to pass the ball a little bit more than Vic would. So we're going to dis- we're going to see Deshaun Jackson, and I think Riley Cooper is going to start coming on strong the next couple of weeks. Overpriced wide receivers, Bill. I'm going to rattle off the four names. Go ahead. You give some analysis. The first guy you have, Justin Blackman against the Colts, $7,300. Yeah. Andre Johnson against the Chiefs, $6,700. Dwayne, oh no, Bo versus the Texans, 5500 bucks, And Marlon Brown against the Steelers, 4700 Now, compare these guys with the best buy wide receiver. So we have Justin Blackman and Wes Welker. There are a difference of $100. Blackman's actually more expensive. Which one would you rather have? Uh, Walker. Exactly. Uh, you look at Vincent Jackson or Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson's playing against the Chiefs. Vincent Jackson going up against the Falcons. Difference of $100. Actually, Andre Johnson's $100 more than Vincent Jackson. Another favor in Vincent Jackson's case. You look at a guy like Julian Edelman or Dwayne Bowe. Edelman's only $300 more, but we know that production is going to be there. Dwayne Bow, oh no, over the Dwayne Bow. Can't trust that guy anymore. Marlon Brown versus the Steelers, $4,700. Keenan Allen's $100 cheaper. Allen is a steal, the absolute steal of the week. You can't go wrong with Keenan Allen against the Jaguars. Marlon Brown's playing against the Seahawks. Jacoby Jones is back. Uh, uh, Torrey Smith is getting a lot of the targets. Joe Flacco typically struggles against the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Marlon Brown at $4,700? Are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we, we misspoke. Uh, Blackman is up against the Chargers this week, not the Colts. What did I say? Uh, we wrote down. I read, I read it off the, the sheet, and we had the Colts on the sheet. I was playing against the Chargers. I'm like Ron got, Burgundy. Whatever they gotta, write down, Bill, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I got <laughs> to change know? that. I got to change that. I got to change that. That's my mistake. <laughs> yeah, but Blackman against the uh, Chargers, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving over to the tight ends, Bill. Best buys. Orange Julius. Julius Thomas against the Colts, $5,600. And Jason Witten, full point PPR, versus the Eagles, $5,300. You know, here's the thing about these two tight ends. Julius Thomas gets into the end zone. Jason Witten catches a lot of passes. I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. I think they're a really good price. 5600 5300 is is kind of right in where you're, you should be spending for your tight end. But the guy I really like this weekend is Jermichael Finley. Playing against the Browns, $4,300. You'll never hear me say I like Jermichael Finley ever again. He's one of my least favorite players in all fantasy football. But with Randall Cobb hurt, and James Jones, uh, with Randall Cobb out and James Jones hurt, I think Finley is going to emerge with a lot of targets in this game. It, it really comes down to on whether or not he's going to hold on to the ball because Rodgers is going to look his way, and he's going to look his way early and often. I, I totally agree. Um, High-risk, low-priced tight end. Who you got? Heath Miller, $3,600 against the Ravens. Heath Miller's a guy that's been getting a lot of looks from Ben Roethlisberger. We know he's capable of producing. We know he's capable of getting into the end zone. I can't blame you if you go with Heath Miller. Listen, if he gets you eight points, four catches for 40 yards, not a bad day. And if he gets into the end zone, uh, eight points plus six, it's 14 points. That's some quick math there by, by Bill Enright. You might have to check it with a calculator. But uh, he's going to do it. He's going to, at the very least, He'll get you seven or eight points with, with a pretty good upside of getting a touchdown. I'll tell you what. I mean, the last two weeks, full point PPR, six catches, 70 yards, 13 points. Yep. Six catches, 84 yards. Yep. Hey, that's solid That's solid production. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're getting him on the cheap, which which you are. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he's due to get in the end zone, so maybe he scores. 
So there, there you go. Overpriced tight ends, Bill. Tony Gonzalez, he's playing against the Buccaneers, $6,800. Martellus Bennett, Marty B, against the Redskins, 5200 bucks. And Brandon Pettigrew, Brandon Pettigrew, who would yeah, pick him, I, Bill, against no the idea. Bengals, $3,700. Now, now here's the thing about Gonzalez, and I know what a lot of you out there are saying. Julio Jones is not in action. Roddy White is is injured. He might not play either. Gonzo is going to get so many targets. He's going to get a lot of catches. And that's probably true. And he's probably going to have a great week. But for $6,800, he is the highest priced tight end for this week. I'm staying away from him. There are other ways that you can get valuable points into your lineups with a higher ceiling, a higher upside, than spending 6800 bucks on your tight end this week. It's not needed. You can get a guy like Keith Miller for half the price, and he may do just as good. So save the money, spend it wisely elsewhere. Don't use Gonzo this week. Marty B. Martell spent against the Redskins. I like what he did against the Giants, and I think he's going to be involved in the in the Bears passing attack as well. But once again, fifty two hundred dollars just a little bit too expensive for me. And then Brandon Pettigrew, I don't know that has to be a mistake, right? That's got to be an error, a little, a, a little bit of a user error on that one. Yeah, I would think Brandon so. Pettigrew for uh, set thirty seven hundred dollars. What has he done this year? It's Joseph Fourier getting all the getting all the passes. All right, and we don't like to uh, neglect the defenses, Bill. We learned the hard way in yeah. the early weeks of yes. this contest uh, challenge that you can't ignore defenses. You got to plug a good one in there. Who you got? Who are the best by defenses? I love the Bears' defense against the Washington Redskins, $4,500, Todd. How about the Kansas City Chiefs? They're a little expensive, 4800 bucks against the Texans. But Houston is pick six. Pick, pick six city, baby. And we know the Chiefs have legit defenders, legit cornerbacks, legit safeties that love to take that ball away and take it to the house. So the Texans are giving up pick sixes, and the Chiefs love getting those pick sixes. If the Chiefs don't get 10 to 15 points this week, as a minimum, I'll be shocked. A lot of sacks, a lot of turnovers, and always that chance for that pick six. And then how about the San Diego Chargers against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense? $3,100. That'll cost you one of the cheapest defenses all week long. Get them in your lineups because we know the Jaguars uh, get sacked a lot and also another uh, turnover-friendly offense. So here's how you play this, Bill, on the defenses. And, and what's your strategy with defenses? Where, at what point during the lineup process do you, can, you know, do you address your defense? The beginning, at the end, where do you put them in? So I love the Chiefs' defense this week. I put them in my lineup first, get right. them in there, and then I go ahead and I tinker with my team and I tweak my team a little bit to try to figure out where I can kind of save some money, uh, spend a little bit more than a player than. Uh, on a player that I really want on my lineup. So I, I try to get in my kicker and my defense into my lineup first, and then it allows me to put in the skill position guys that I really want to go after. Right. I'm just saying that if you're if you're of the if you go the opposite way, which some people might do, yeah, and you, you just love your lineup so much and then you gotta put your defense in, man, plug the chargers in. Well you know? It's funny that you say that because I actually have I'm, – I'm going with two teams this week, only one of them in, in our contest. Uh-huh. But I have the Chargers in one of the lineups, and I have the Chiefs in the other. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just I, – I agree. It just depends on your – you know, on your opinion on defenses. But if you want to spend the money on defenses, it's not – you don't have to go crazy um, – they don't, they don't put the salaries so out of whack on the defenses, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, right. the Chiefs are the number one defense, so they're most right. expensive, 
but they're only 100 bucks more expensive than the next team. They're a fair price. Yeah, they're a fair price. When you look at some of the other positions, sometimes you'll see a quarterback 1,000 above everyone else. You know, and that's not the case with the defenses. So if you want to go ahead and grab that top defense, Bill, I mean, geez, the Chiefs, first of all, they're red hot, right? Second of all, they're at home in Arrowhead. Third, they're playing pick six. Yep, pick six city. you know, um, I think a lot of people are going to have them in their lineups, and rightly so. Listen, this contest is a lot of fun. Todd and I both compete. There's over $500 in cash prizes. It's only $10 to enter. Your odds, they're in your favor. There's only 50 open spots. It's not like you're playing against 5,000 people. You're playing against 50. The top 10 get money, and if you beat my score, you get an extra $5. I'm tweeting out the link right now. Follow me on Twitter, at Bill Enright. Todd is at CFFKeek. The official Football Nation Twitter handle is at FBallNation. You can find the links on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash footballnation. You can find our best buy and overpriced list on footballnation.com, on ffchamps.com. The contest is a lot of fun. You win real cash playing in it. And I, I strongly suggest you enter now because these seats, Todd, these spots, they fill up fast. They sure do. And uh, full disclosure, two weeks ago, Bill, you struggled. You came back with a vengeance last week. Yes, I did. Last week, I struggled mightily, and that will not happen again. All right, good. So I did not finish ahead of Bill. I finished way in the back of the pack. Embarrassingly so, Bill. Well, the Fantasy listen, Phantom moniker every... <laughs> is, is not quite as menacing. was not quite as menacing last week as it should have been. You might have to change it to the Fantasy Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, the Fantasy, the fantasy Osprey. Ospreys, yeah. Oh, if, I, oh, if I can change the name, I'll change it to Osprey. So you're up All against right. the Osprey this week, people. All right, sounds good. Again, you can find that link on Facebook, on Twitter, on footballnation.com. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we love doing these contests. It's all at DraftKings.com. Strongly suggest you check it out. And by the way, when you're signing up, use promo code CHAMPS because you get a deposit bonus when you're depositing some cash to play in these contests. So, again, that's promo code CHAMPS, and you get a nice little bonus uh, when you first sign up. Todd, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, our good friend, Kerry Byrne, coldhardfootballfacts.com, joining us right here live on Football Nation Radio to talk about some bets this weekend to make you some money, to talk about the best, the dumbest, and smartest teams in football, and we'll also do some prop bets for Thursday night. That's all coming up next right here on Football Nation Radio. Football Nation, there is no off-season. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. 
FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on footballnation.com. Simply sign up for free at footballnation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Football, football, and more football at footballnation.com. Can never have enough football. That's what we say at footballnation.com. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you for another hour here on Football Nation Radio. You just heard our best buys and overpriced players for fantasy football at our contest in DraftKings.com. A lot of action going on over there. We're really excited. We're also taking your telephone calls to help you in your redraft leagues. Or if you have some questions on your lineup in DraftKings, we'll help you with that as well. 855 478 7030 is the phone number. You can email us your lineup questions. Email us about your uh, controversial decisions here in week seven. Radio at footballnation.com. But before we get into the, all that, Todd, he hasn't been with us the last couple of weeks, but Kerry Byrne from coldhardfootballfacts.com. So happy to, to be back here with us, Kerry. Uh, thanks for calling us. How's, how's everything going as we're heading into week seven? Everything's going well. Everything's going well, gentlemen. I am having a little trouble hearing you, though. I don't know if there's a. If it's a volume issue on my end or your end. Sometimes you have to flip over the phone, Kerry. I know you have one of those iPhones that oh, looks oh. similar <laughs> to top and bottom, but maybe you're holding you it on the wrong oh, end. I think I can hear you well enough, Bill. All right, all right. So, Kerry, as we're getting into week seven, your coldhardfootballfacts.com statistics are on fire. The quality stats, the numbers that win and lose football games. Tell us about the smartest and dumbest teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, well, listen, one of our great new indicators this year, we call it the Intelligence Index, Bill. You and I and Todd have talked about it. And what it does, it measures how well teams play in situational football, right? All those little things that win and lose games, right? In the, in the NFL, where it's such a razor-thin margin between victory and defeat, it's those little situations that win and lose games, red zone, turnovers, third down, all those things. We measure it each week, and we call it the Intelligence Index. And, you know, not only do smart teams, consistently win games still they consistently beat the spread not only that dumb team consistently lose against the spread if you're looking at why a team like houston is struggling houston right now by the way is is number one in total team yard differential that's a measure of how many yards you generate in all phases of the game they are the most dominant physical team in football this year just in terms of yardage but what's happening they're not turning those yards into points they're, 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 they're very inefficient. They're giving up cheap points. We know all those match-shot pick-sixes. And as a result, they're 2-4, and four, not so coincidental. 
They are 32, 32nd at dead last on our intelligence index. The Houston Texans, the dumbest team in football, Bill, not only 2-4, and four, but 0-6 oh against the spread. Wow. Then how about on the other end of the spectrum, Kerry? Who are some of the smarter teams? Well, listen, I mean, this is, this is the, the smartest team in football. We have, every week, guys, we publish what we call our, our mental mismatches. That's when a smart team plays a dumb team. And those mental mismatches, by the way, this year are 9-2 and two against the spread. We, had a, we were 8-0 until last week, uh, but still 9-2 and two against the spread this season. The smartest team in football, the reason they're the surprise team in the NFL this year, the Kansas City Chiefs, 6-0, and 5-1 against the spread, the smartest team in football, guys. Uh, a reason why, if, you, if, you're, if you're looking at this game, and the Chiefs are pretty heavy favorite, 6.5 points, but right now this is a, is a huge mental mismatch. Smartest team in football against the dumbest team in football. Hey, I got a, a uh, kind of a selfish question, Kerry. So where well, do my Philadelphia Eagles? Where do my Philadelphia Eagles stack on the intelligence index? Because I remember last year they were one of the dumbest teams. How are they doing this year? Yeah, last year they were thirty first on the intelligence index, ahead of only the Chiefs, uh, who are now number one. As we talked about, what a turnaround! Uh, unfortunately, Chip Kelly has not inspired that same turnaround. And Philly, that former Philly coach, Andy Reid, has inspired in Kansas City. The Eagles right now 25th on the intelligence index from 31st last year. Ugh. They're still they're still not playing. You know, listen, you, you know, they are who they are for a reason, right? We all know they're a talented team that doesn't get a lot out of that talent. You know, 3-3 three and three right now, 3-3 three and three against the spread. Uh, and like I said, 25th on the intelligence index. They're not playing smart situational football, Todd. And you know... Uh, if you watch Eagles every week, which I know you do, you know they're not a very smart, efficient team with the eye test, don't you? Yeah, they're not. They're not, not. Yet. And we quantify it. And you really need to look at that, guys. Look, just a couple of numbers here. The three dumbest teams on the intelligence index are 2-16 and 16 against the spread. Ugh. The seven dumbest teams are 9-28. and 28. That's less than 25%. 9-28 against the spread. Fans need to look at this, guys, because what happens is point spreads are set basically by record and by physical capability. But as we know, some teams are very, you know, they may have great physical capabilities like the Texans, but are stupid teams. And that's the reason why. If you bet against the Texans every week, you know, you're 6-0 and right now. Mm. So, Carrie, your Week 7 Mental Mismatch article has Einstein. Uh, who's Gomar Pyle? <laughs> Am I supposed you know, to know who so, that is? Uh, John oh. one of one of our great writers at, at uh, in the Football Nation family, right? Uh, he referenced Gomer Pyle and even joked that you have to be a certain age to know who Gomer Pyle is. Uh, and apparently, Bill, you're not you're not of that age. Terry, uh, did you hear Gomer how he Pyle pronounced is. it? He pronounced it Gomar Pyle. <laughs> what is it supposed to be? Well, Gomer Pyle, if I remember correctly, Gomer. even before my time, he was a Gomer. character in the Andy Griffith Show, played oh. by Jim Neighbors, who people my age would remember. Who went on to have his own? Uh, I believe he even had his own sitcom. But he's an Andy. He's an Andy Griffith character. He was a, he was a a uh, kind of a stupid guy in, in one of the most famous and successful sitcoms of all time, even before my time, Bill. So the, the analogy is Einstein is uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Gomer Pyle uh, the, uh, the is the uh, Houston Texans. So maybe we need to update our our, our uh, pop culture reference. Just a, just a little bit. I bring, mean, bring, Einstein, it, bring it at least to the 1980s. You know? Einstein, I got. I'm trying to think of like a dumb TV character that everyone would understand. Like, I don't know, Cosmo Kramer. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's why maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Comey had to dig, dig, 
deep, deep into the pop culture well for that one. We did talk about it. We did joke about it that uh, not a lot of young fans would probably recognize it. But more important than the, than the analogy is the statistical fact that the yeah. smartest team in football is playing the dumbest team in football on Sunday. All right, so the Chiefs and the Texans are one of the, are one of the biggest differences this weekend. Uh, we went over the Eagles, but uh, you did mention, to, uh, Carrie, to us uh, off the air that in your opinion, and in the opinion of, or exactly, not exactly an opinion, but the facts show, the stats show, that the Kansas City Chiefs are actually ranked ahead of the Denver Broncos. Explain what's going on here. Yeah, well, the, the Kansas City Chiefs were number one in our quality stats power rankings last year, last week, they're number two this week. Denver's only number six, guys, and I feel very solid about them being a number six on our power rankings. Uh the reason why is this. They are a flawed team. They are the type of team that historically does not win a Super Bowl. They're number one in scoring offense. Everybody's in love with the offense. But they're 24th in scoring defense, guys. They are not a particularly uh, balanced team. They're not a particularly great all-around team. They're, 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 they're just not. Uh, they've not played a single quality opponent yet this year. Uh, their Colts, their opponent this week, are 2-1 and one against quality opponents. Uh they're just going through right now. The Broncos are 31st in passing yards per attempt defensively, giving up big chunks of yards through the year. Uh, they're 27th in total team yards allowed. They're 31st in, in Russia rating, our measure of each run defense. This is a flawed team, guys. This is not a perfect team. And these are the types of teams throughout history that don't win big in the playoffs, that, in fact, uh, you know, lose in the playoffs. Look at the recent Patriots team uh, who are flawed defensively. Or Peyton Manning's Colts team defensively that Jim Irsay just came out this week and criticized. We did not do things the right way. The Colts right now, I mean the Broncos right now, are not doing things the right way, the, the, the Super Bowl contending way, guys. The Broncos are not the best team in football. It's interesting. You have the Indianapolis Colts ranked ahead of the Broncos on your power rankings. Uh, that is the Sunday night matchup this, game, uh, this weekend. Yep. What are your stats telling us about that game? Well, I'll tell you what. Among 23 different indicators we have, 23 different quality stats we have to size up every opponent, Bill. The Colts are in the top half of the league in all but one of them. They're a solid all-around team. Now, granted, they kind of had a dud. They had a no-show performance on the national stage against the Chargers. Really a disappointing showing for the Colts and for you know Andrew Luck specifically. We, we expected more out of them. But the reality is this has been a pretty good team that's played a, that's played a pretty tough schedule. They're a well-balanced uh, all-around team. Not only that, the Colts. Number two on our intelligence index, the second-best team in football in mm. situational football behind only the Chiefs. Uh, and like I said, three games against quality opponents. They beat those three teams by an average of 27 to 20. And these weren't giving teams, guys. They, you, know, they played, uh, uh, you know, they played the 49ers. They played the Seahawks. Those are, those are some pretty tough opponents. Yeah. Uh, and beat both of them, by the way. I think that, that this is a pretty good uh, Indianapolis team, even, even if we didn't see it uh, Monday night. Kerry, you know, there's so many cool things to check out at Cold Hard Football Facts. The intelligence index, you, m- you mentioned that. Of course, the quality stats. But how about the king of props? Where did you <laughs> find this guy? This guy is on fire this year with his picks. Yeah, the king of props is, a, is, a, is one of our longtime contributors, John Dudley. Uh, he really, what he does taught, you know, he looks, at, he looks at betting in pro football games, and he says, you know, listen, everybody – analyzes the spread at nauseum. It's hard to find value with point spreads. You can find it. That's what we try to do with our real and spectacular picks. We size up every game every week. But he, his theory, and he's very effective at it, is that 
prop, the prop market, the player prop market, you know, uh, you know, uh, Andrew Luck will pass for more than 300 yards. He believes value is found in that market because they're not analyzed as heavily as point spreads. And, and his track record speaks for itself. He's 16-8 and eight, uh, with his prop plays this year. In fact, he had his first losing week of the season this week, 1-3, and three, but he has two 4-0 oh weeks this year. Uh, he, he finds winning picks. He finds winning plays uh, because he's looking. He, he, knows, he knows players. He knows teams. He knows stats. And he knows uh, when a player can exploit a certain team. And he, he, he puts his ass on the line every week. And, and these are plays that he suggests. Uh, and, he, he, and he wins, Todd. It's simple as that. You know, what I, I find interesting, Kerry, is, you know, the uh, the listening audience to this radio show, a lot of them are fantasy football players. Yep. And I think the king of props, I've been reading his stuff all year, it really resonates uh, with the fantasy player because a lot of it has to do with, you know, how many catches a player is going to have in a game or how many rushing yards yep. he's going to have in a game. Those type of things that people that play fantasy football, it resonates with them. So, you know, if you're out there and you're interested in uh, making prop bets, and Kerry, I know a lot of us make prop bets just around the Super Bowl, you know. Yep. You can do it every week. Every week. There, kind of... are, there are dozens of props around every game. Yeah. Uh, every week. And, uh, you know, and there's value. Like I said, the, the thing is there's value to be found because you can't, you know, you can analyze 16 games a week or, you know, this week 15 and, you know, sometimes 13, 14 games during, during the bye week. So there's only 16 games essentially per week. And we can analyze those heavily. There's dozens of props. Uh, and you, you can, like I said, you can find that value. And, and, uh, and it's fun, especially for the fantasy fan, because you say, oh, wait a minute, maybe I didn't think about that. The king of props is saying, you know, player X should do this. He's usually right. You know, maybe I need to play that guy if I wasn't thinking about it. Because it's not always the main player. He has props on guys, you know, second string, third string guys who are who are poised to shine. And he, and he finds, he uncovers gems week after week. So, for the people, recap again. What's his record so far, and how many picks does he make each week? He makes four picks. His, his record is 16-8 and eight on the year. You don't need a calculator to know that 66.7% uh, winning picks this year. Uh, that's great. Anyone would take that in, in any business, right? Uh and he does four picks each week. One Thursday night pick, and our Thursday night prop is live right now at Cold Heart Football Facts Insider. If folks want to come to Cold Heart Football Facts, click the Insider button, become a premium member, and get his picks every week. Uh, one Thursday night pick, two Sunday picks, one Monday night pick. So you're getting, you know, getting four picks every week uh, across the spectrum of the schedule, Thursday through Monday. All right. So what? Don't don't tell us what the King of Props is picking for tonight. Yeah, no, I but, did that one time. You, <laughs> I gave the pick away. <laughs> don't give the pick away. But what is the bet? What is, What is the proposition for tonight's game? Uh, over thirty nine and a half yards for the game's longest touchdown by either team, which is oh, a unique wow. one this week, by the way, guys. It's wow! So player prop, and you know he goes through the, he goes through every pick, and he did not find a specific uh, player prop that he found with a lot of value. The one he found with the most value was uh, over 39.5 yards for the game's longest touchdown. So, and, now, can that and, be a defensive touchdown, score, too? What's that? Can that? Does a defensive touchdown or a special teams any touchdown, touchdown by count? Any team. Wow, Bill. Over so, under 39. now, doesn't it, Todd? Over under 39. Wow. You know, we saw Larry Fitzgerald have a big touchdown last week. Marshawn Lynch, we know he's capable of running for a long touchdown. That's an interesting bet. I, I'll be excited to find out what the king of props is taking. you got to check out coldheartfootballfacts.com insider to find out what bet to take over or under 39 and a half 
for the longest touchdown Thursday night football, Seahawks and the Cardinals. That's a good one, Gary. Uh, yeah, that one's a good one. It's a, it's a new one. It's a new one this week. Like I said, usually play a prop, but there are there are team props too. And uh, this is a this is an entire game prop. Wow, I like that. Again, you got to check out coldheartfootballfacts.com insider to find out what the king of props picked for that prop uh, bet. Carrie, um, that one's going to be close. I'm surprised you took that one. That that that's really going out on the line and uh, really showing that you got some big cojones. Well, you know, if you listen when you have the king of props record, you I think you can feel confident inside your cojones, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, Carrie, thank you so much for uh, joining us here on Football Nation Radio. Uh, again, you can follow Twitter. Uh, you can follow Carrie on Twitter at Football Facts and uh, check out all his stuff. ColdHeartFootballFacts.com. When it comes to the predicting winners and losers of football games, no one does it better than the great Carrie Byrne. Appreciate the kind words, Bill, and I like the show, and I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Carrie Byrne from ColdHeartFootballFacts.com. Carrie, uh, Todd, Carrie always uh, brings an interesting twist on uh, what's going on in the NFL, and he really opens our eyes to what some of the trends are that's happening. Man, I love the king of props thing. I mean, you know, 39 and a half yards for the longest touchdown in this game. So, you know what I'd love to see? And I haven't read his article yet, but usually he backs his pick with some statistics. Yeah. I would love to know, on average, like what percentage of NFL touchdowns Hard fall enough. on either side of this bet? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're, you know, a pick six, a fumble return, a punt return, and that's kind of what you're, you're they hoping They all come for. into play. Yeah. They all come into play. And then, you know, um, Offensively, of course, you know you need a bomb. You need a running back to break a big one. I don't think the running backs are going to break a big one in this one. It's going to come down to a passing touchdown, or more likely with the Seahawks D bill. I mean, a pick six, pick six could. I mean, that's that's could easily happen in this game with Carson Palmer. Yeah, you're right. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. I like it. I, I do. I, I really do like what he does, though. I mean, a lot of them are um, like like Bill. Uh, like Kerry said, they're player bets, player, player props, yeah. you know, which is perfect for fantasy. Love you it. Know? You know, Keenan Allen will have over or under, you know, four and a half catches, stuff like that, um, which to me, I don't know about you, but more often than not, I am agreeing with the king of props. I think that what he does is, you know, it's legitimate. And he's, what, he's right 66% of the time. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's absolutely. Um, we do have to take a break. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero is the phone. Seven zero three zero is the phone number. I know we have to take a break, but I do want to get to our good friend Bodog Nick in Pennsylvania because uh, I believe he's on break at work. I want to answer his question as quickly as possible. What's up, Nick? Congratulations hey, once you? again for uh, winning our contest in week six. Oh, Are you no, playing again in week thanks. seven? Thank you. I appreciate that. You, we, we're expecting you to uh, have another good good performance in week seven. I'm, I'm hoping to. That's why I wanted to. Uh, I emailed you my uh, two uh, DraftKings lineups that I put together. And uh, while I don't want to give away all my secrets, <laughs> on uh, one of them I've got, um, I, I went with Eli Manning, and it scares me. As a Giants fan, I hate to say that, but he scares me. And what I did is I put in Eli and Finley. And I've got Danny Woodhead, Dio, Wes Welker, Keenan Allen, and Jamal Charles in the flex, and the Chiefs D. Ooh, our and very the one change I can make is I can go with Foles and Heath Miller instead of Eli and Finley. 
Todd, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of this one. Why don't you answer what which which direction he should go in? So Eli and Finley. What's the other alternative? Foles I replace them with Foles and Heath Miller. Wow, I think is this for our contest or for one of the big boy contests? It's well, it's um, one of these two teams. I was thinking of using in the, my qualifier. The, right. the big the big thing and the way the qualifier works is fifteen teams and only first win. So you see, really see, gotta Bill, I'm glad you said that. See Bill, here's the deal. If you're in if you're in our league, which is still a lot of fun, there's only fifty people, you can kind of play it safe and try to get in that top ten. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But if you're going for it all, like you need to go big. You know? Right. You need to you need to go big. I don't know about you, but when I perform when I when I um register my teams and you know the the contest where there's huge money on the line and there's like 2,000 people in it mm-hmm. like if my lineup looks the same as almost everybody else's lineup that's not a good thing no you know what I mean you, yeah. you need to be that guy who took the chance and hit or who cares if you come in second place right and how many people are you competing against 15 15 yeah one five. Oh, geez that's it yeah well, scrap what I just said <laughs> what I was referring to was you know when you're in one oh, of those the big one yeah, when you're in the one with against a thousand or two thousand people, you need to right. roll. You know, you need to go big. Well, Bill, what do you think? I mean, geez, fifteen kids playing in this—that's not a lot. No, it's not. The numbers indicate that Eli Manning would have the better game than Nick Foles, but based on what yeah. I've seen from Eli this year, you know, I trusted him a couple weeks ago. Remember that when the Broncos and the Eagles had that big game and they both teams scored over fifty points. I swapped out all my Broncos and, and Cowboys for my Eagles and Giants. That yeah. was a stupid mistake on my part, and I vowed not to do it again. But I might do it again this weekend. I know. It's just Minnesota is so bad. They're terrible. I ran through all the numbers before. They are awful. Bill, this is your guy. You guys are both Giants fans. I, you know, <laughs> What do you think? What, what's your advice? I'm going to be at the game on Monday. I'm going to be going nuts. Hopefully the Giants can get one win this year. Do I trust Nick Foles more than Eli Manning at this point? Against the Dallas Cowboys defense, I'll tell you, that Dallas defense, it's really banged up right now. They are in bad shape. They lost a lot of defenders last weekend on their game against the Redskins. I may play it. See, you're going for that million dollar. (laughs) I don't know, man. I've been banging my head against the wall. Do you think Nick Foles is playing it safe? Yeah, a little bit. All right, then go with Eli. Okay, the other one, and this, we can be real quick because I know you guys got to go. My other team, I have Cutler, Woodhead, Joseph Randall, Brandon Marshall, Keenan Allen, Keith Miller, Jamal Charles, and the Chargers defense. Yeah. I'm not going into the kicker. Now, the, the um, you know, Randall, I like Randall, but if, if they decide to just throw the ball all over the field, I'm a little worried. Right. So what I was thinking of, was maybe switching out um, Marshall and Randall and putting in Forte and Vjax. I like that. Instead of Marshall and Randall, I think Forte and Vjax. Vjax to me can have just as good of a game as Brandon Marshall. Yeah. And I like Forte a little bit better than Randall this week. So I think that's a good move. Okay. And I like that too um, actually. I mean, should I, you think I should use that team for the the qualifier or, or the go with the rattle, rattle that team off one more time. I, um, with the change, it would be Cutler, Woodhead, um, Forte, Djax, Keenan Allen, 
Keith Miller, Jamal Charles, and the Chargers defense. Yeah, I mean, I like that team a little bit better than that first team. Okay, so maybe I'll use Eli in, in our thing, and I'll use these guys in the big thing. <sighs> yeah. Don't, don't, like, set, it, don't like set it for sure. Let me sit on this. I'm going I'm to really try to help you out because I want to see you get into that qualifier. Okay. Um, I'm really. Uh, let me sit on it. Let me let me do some research. You don't have to get your lineup in uh, by tonight, right? No, no, because I've, I've got no Thursday guys. Yeah. I'm, I, I'll either email you or I'll give you a call tomorrow. But right now, I'm leaning toward that second team going into the qualifier. Okay. All right, Nick? Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, just shoot me an email because I'll be working tomorrow during the day. You got it, brother. Appreciate the phone all call. Right, Best man. of luck hey, to listen, you. Hey, listen, guys. Thanks for all the help. And I'm serious, man. I win the big one at the end of the year. We're doing a, a major party at Four Seasons. Partying, baby. I like oh. that. All right, nice. Nick. Appreciate the phone call. And best all of right. Week, six, Thanks, week seven. Uh, Todd, we do have to take a quick break. But when we come back, your telephone calls, your emails, that's all coming up next right here on Football Nation. Every football fan has a voice at footballnation.com. <laughs> You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars, today, check out collegefootballgeek.com Win your fantasy league and your trophy too It's FF Champs FF Champs for you News advice, rankings and expert advice too FF Champs is for you FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week, 
and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL on Football Nation. Uh, welcome back to Football Nation. 855-478-7030. You got another 20 minutes to get in your fantasy football questions. We're going to jump to the phone lines. We're going to jump to the emails, radio at footballnation.com. Todd, we're going to do it all. We're going to jump over to our good friend Jag in Connecticut has a quick question for us. What's going on, Jag? Hey, guys. Uh, doing okay. Um, a quick question. Uh, I think my bench depth is not deep, uh, uh, but uh, do you want me to pick Shane Vereen or Andre Brown and drop someone like Joy Bell? Dropping Joyke Bell for Shane Vereen, who's not eligible to return until week 11. Do you have Reggie Bush on your squad? Um, no. Do you have a two kickers? Do you have two tight ends? Do you have um, two defenses? I think, yeah, I think that's one more thing, right? I have two tight ends. Last week, I picked up Garrett Graham and Jordan Reed. But then I All need right, to well, pick you, up the defender this year, so sorry. You, you don't need two tight ends. I think you can wait one more week to pick up Shane Vereen. Um, I, week seven, I, I would go. Typically, if you're looking to pick up a guy that that's not eligible to return, I would wait at least a month, maybe three weeks before he comes back, because you're going to run into some bye week issues over the next couple of weeks, and you're going to need that roster space. And Shane Vereen is just going to be sitting there like a bump on a log. So I might wait one or two more weeks, but I would get rid of either your second defense or your second tight end. Okay, uh, one more question. Oh. Uh, I think uh, I lost uh, Daniel Mandela, Cecil Shorts, uh, and Julio, Julio Jones in one of my leagues. Uh, do you want me to play uh, Brian Hartline or pick up someone like Jerome Simpson or Brandon LaFell? No Brandon LaFell, no Jerome Simpson. I like Brian Hartline. Okay. Thank All right, Jack. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, let's move over to Justin in Boston. Has a question about his wide receiver. What's going on, Justin? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, yeah, for right now, for my, we've got two wide receivers. And uh, right now... In the spot, I have Vincent Jackson and uh, Josh Gordon. And on Vincent the bench, Jackson, I have Josh Larry Gerald, T.Y. Hilton, and uh, Antonio Brown. Would you start any of, the, any of those guys on the bench over V-Jack uh, and uh, Brown, Gordon? I have Vincent Jackson as my 7th rank, ranked wide receiver. Josh Gordon, my 8th ranked wide receiver. Larry Fitz is 18, so I'm rolling with V-Jacks and Gordon this week. All right, nice. And uh, for Flex, who would you go? Um, either of those Three receivers, uh, Hilton, Antonio Brown, Fitzgerald, or Spiller? Hilton, Antonio Brown, C.J. Spiller, or Fitzgerald? Hilton, Brown. What? What's the scoring format? Um, standard. All right, so no PPR. So Antonio Brown is out for me. Yep. Larry Fitzgerald, T.Y. Hilton, or who's the running back? C.J. Spiller. Spiller, Spiller yep. against Miami says his ankle's feeling better. I may lean towards Spiller here. I I'm think Spiller's, with... Spiller's kind of the safest. Safest, and I think Ty is your boom bust. Yeah, we all we know that by now. Ty is going to be boom bust this year. You know, yeah. he's going to have games where he catches that bomb, and games he doesn't. So, I think that's I think that's the uh, the mindset I'm I'm in there is uh, I think CJ's probably a safer play. Good yeah, matchup. 
Uh, yeah, I, I like Spiller this weekend, Justin. All right, I think we lost Justin. But, uh, yeah, I would go with CJ Spiller over uh, TY this week. All right. Are we going to try to hit these emailers, Bill? Let's do them up. We got a lot of them. Uh, the first one I have is from Jeff. Jeff from Moses Lake, Washington, Bill. How about I that? I, I have Big Shooter as the first one. Oh, I have Jeff. All right, let's he, go, he Jeff. Sent one yes, he sent an email in yesterday, Bill. He was so eager to get uh, it. Listen, if question. people are sending me emails the day before, you're nuts if you think I know where that email is right now. <laughs> I, probably, I probably got 500 emails since that time. Here's his question. It's an interesting right. one. Non-PPR, okay? He's thinking ahead. He, he's looking ahead to his bye week when he's going to need some tight end to fill in for Jordan Cameron. Okay? So if he, cut, he needs to cut somebody on his team to pick up an extra tight end for that bye week. All right? He doesn't have many guys he can cut. That's the question. So he's asking who should he cut. He only carries one kicker, one defense, so that's out. He's got LaShawn McCoy, Reggie Bush, Chris Johnson, Gio, and Bryce Brown. Okay. Right? Bryce Brown's the handcuff, obviously. He's got LaShawn. Receivers, right. Torrey Smith, Josh Gordon, Eric Decker, Keenan Allen, Kembrell Tompkins, Danny Amendola. Uh, wh- Why is he asking this question now? He's he's looking for uh, down the road when he has to uh, – Fill in for Jordan Cameron. Right, but Cameron's not on a bye until when? Uh, I don't know, a couple pr- weeks from now. I'm pulling up my strength of schedule. Cleveland is not on a bye until week 10. I mean, that's three weeks away. Yeah. Four, that's, four, that's four weeks away. I, I understand it's thinking ahead, but you know what? What about if one of these guys gets hurt and, and then that's the guy you'll want to drop? I can't answer this question right now. I can't do it. Because you know what? If Danny Amendola is back next weekend and I tell you to drop him now based on his injury status for week seven, my answer is going to change next week. Maybe Bryce Brown is becomes the starter for LaShawn McCoy. Maybe Reggie Bush gets another injury. I can't answer a question that's four weeks out. We're a month away from Jordan Cameron's bye. I, I can't I, I can't answer a question like that right now. So, I can't do it. I'm sorry, I'm, dude. I'm guessing the reason he's asking is there's probably some good tight end options available right now. But our, our advice is hang tight, wait till it's closer, and then just pick up best available that week. I mean, who would you drop from this team, Todd? He's loaded. He's got right Ken Brawl, Keenan Allen, Eric Decker, Josh Gordon, Torrey Smith. I'm not dropping any of those wide receivers. I'm right not now, dropping. If, I, if you had to, if gun to my head, I had to drop one of these one of these running backs receivers, I'd drop Ken Brawl Tompkins. And that's only because we don't know what Danny Amendola is going to do yet. Maybe yeah. Amendola is out for the rest of the year, and Ken Brawl all of a sudden becomes a top that 30 receiver again. Yep. So you can't, yeah, yeah, you know. Four weeks away from Jordan Cameron's bye. We got Bill. We got Bill all fired up now. I love it. Yeah. Good luck for the next ten emailers. Jeff just ruined it for all of you guys. <laughs> um, we just took the call from Jag, right? Yeah. Because I have a couple emails from him too. Yeah. I mean, I think he. I think he emailed us his questions. All right. So, do we want to bypass those since we already yeah. answered them? Yes. All right. Uh, Eric from New Hampshire. Hey, guys, he picked up uh, Nick Foles off the waiver wire this week. Nice. Since RG3's been bumming him out. Mm. Who would you start, RG3 or Nick Foles? Uh, I'd go with Foles this week. Um, okay. Would you, do you have any interest in picking up J- Jacoby Jones, Bill? No, no. Unless you're, right. in a league, unless you're in a league where you get return yardage. But other than that, no. Who would you start, Bilal Powell at New England or Subway Williams at St. Louis? Who's Subway Williams? Oh, D'Angelo Williams. <laughs> Why Subway? Because he's doing those pink commercials? With, I, I thought know. that's for 5-Hour Energy. Who, who do you like? 
power. Subway. Wait, I gotta figure out why he's called him Subway Williams. Now, my grandfather, back in the day, when he used to hand me money, like under the table, he used to go Subway and hand me a $5 bill. But I don't know what Subway Williams means. I, I got to look into that. Am I missing something here? I think he doesn't uh, want to call him D'Angelo because D'Angelo is a sub shop, too. D'Angelo is a sub shop? Yes, it is. Oh, D'Angelo subs. Yeah, so I think so he's... So Subway, I get it. That's pretty... Eh, in New Hampshire. That's That's the kind of humor we get from them. Um, I'd go with D'Angelo Williams. T.Y. Hilton or... <laughs> He's got another nickname here. T.Y. Hilton at Denver or Hoagie Randall at Minnesota. Now, uh, now he's taking a little bit too far with this sandwich joke because a, Ran- a Reuben is a sandwich, I guess. Yep. So instead of Reuben Randall, he's going with Hoagie Randall. Yep. Um, I'm surprised he didn't go with the... I'm, I'm surprised... I'm surprised he didn't, if he really wanted to make this. Uh, well, before you rip joke. him, Bill, he says he started off the season one and two, but since he started listening to our show, he's four and two. So he's well, won you, three in a row since he started that, listening to our show. That's great. That's great. And and you know what? We're we're good at fantasy, but I'm not going to go up to Chris Rock and start telling him jokes because that's not what I do. Uh, I do fantasy, so I'm glad he's listening to the show and getting some success by listening. <laughs> but at the same time, if he wants to go with a joke, you know, he's calling Hilton. He could have said hotel at Denver and Hoagie at Minnesota and kind of, you know. I'm sure us... his next email, he's going to call him Hotel Hilton. Hotel Hilton, baby. Uh, I'm going I'm going with uh, the hotel. All right. Okay. There you go. There, so that's right. Eric from N- NH, which is short for New Hampshire. How about yep. Big Shooter, Bill? Not not Knucklehead? <laughs> no, because Knucklehead would be K, right? Yeah, or you, can, you can spell Knucklehead with N if you want, Bill. Yeah, that's what I thought. Big Shooter in the house. All right. It's the big shooter with his question of the week. That's how he Thank, that's how he writes his emails. Thank God. Non PPR. I've been waiting for it all day. Start two guys, okay, yeah. Bill, of this list. And and you, you hate nicknames? Well he gives a nickname for every single player on his list. Are you ready for this? I like I like nicknames when they're good. All right, when well, I have to... these are good. All right. There's all right. five I'm gonna rattle off five of his well, I can't rattle them off because he wrote these long nicknames. Five running backs, you gotta pick two. Running back number one, CJ Never gonna be a thriller, spiller. Lame. Fred can't break the plane times three, Jackson. Oh, uh, can't okay. break the can't yeah, break yeah, the plane yeah, three yeah. times. Yeah, three chances Jackson. last week. Yeah. Okay. Lamar, I would be a thriller, Miller. Mm. CJ never gonna reach one k. Hammy McFadden. <laughs> he could have done better. He's got. Hammy McFadden's on a bye. But I could start him as he's probably, I could what? as he's probably a match in one of my other running back stiffs with a big fat zero this week. All right, Listen, he doesn't like his running backs. If we're gonna read off his nicknames every single week, he better bring the heat because these were pretty lame. We are I, off to I a have terrible big, start. I have his big expectations. Have I have big expectations from Big Shooter every week. He let us down a little bit here. Who are you taking out of those those uh, running backs? I need to start two of them. I'm gonna go with C.J. Spiller and Lamar Miller. So Spiller, Miller, Thriller. Okay. There you go. And he says, I know I exceeded my 15-word limit. Uh, Just send me the bill for the overage and the financing plan to choose from. Now, now that's pretty funny. Give him a finance plan for the over 15-word limit. I like that one. All right. What what email do you have next, Bill? Um, Next, I have Andrew. Week 7 help. Andrew from Cali. Hey, guys. Two quick questions before I go to my econ class. Full point PPR, four point passing touchdown. Pick one, Stephen Ridley, Brandon Jacobs, Jason Snelling. I'm going with Ridley. 
what quarterback to start, Matthew Stafford, Nick Foles. You guys have them right next to each other on the FFCPI. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Matthew Stafford now that we know Calvin Johnson is uh, back into form. All right, I agree with that. Uh, we, uh, Nick- we already talked to Bodog, right? Yes, he emailed in. We'll bypass that one. Yeah. How about Ian? Ian says full point PPR pick three: Trent Richardson, Ray Rice, Quiz Rogers, Andre Ellington, Eric Decker. Full point now, PPR. Ian has probably the email of the day. Plain, simple, 15-word minimum or maximum. Pick three in a PPR, I'm going to go with Ray Rice. I'm going to go with Eric Decker. I'm going to go with Trent Richardson. Ellington and Quiz are on the bench for me. Okay. We talked to Toasty Dosty. And by the way, one of uh, Toasty Dosty's emails does say, referencing our first segment, that Josh, our producer, is a well-spoken, good man and professional producer. There we go. Nicely produced. Where do I send the check? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Luke Catch-22 is next, Bill. Stafford or Foles? We just answered this question for someone else. Stafford. Um, pick two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex. Doug Martin, Gio Bernard, Le'Veon Bell. You got to pick two running backs from that group. Martin and Bernard. Pick two running back or two receivers. A.J. Green, Torrey Smith, Keenan Allen, Tompkins. Standard half scoring. Point, half standard, point. Half uh, point. PPR. All right, I'm still sticking with Green and Smith, Tory. Okay, and then in the flex, you can put someone in the flex. Oh, Keenan Allen, Kimbrell Tompkins, or, Le'Veon yeah. Bell. I'm going to go with Le'Veon Bell. Over Keenan me, Allen. Yeah, it kills me to put Allen in the, on the bench, but I'm going to go with Bell there. Okay. Um, do you have the email in front of you? He, he's asking about his other team and his Week 7 starters and Bold. Do you agree? Luck I like. McCoy I like. Bernard I like. Leave Richardson on the bench. Uh, wide receivers, I like Keenan Allen, I like Tompkins, I like Randall. If Basically, Cecil Shorts he's benching is benching pl- Yeah, he's benching Bow, that's fine with me. If Cecil Shorts is playing, I don't think he's playing. He says he came in sleep right now because his pain's so bad. Uh, Gates over Gronk, Novak and Baltimore defense. Yeah, I like that team. I like it. Okay. Yep. Hey, we asked one one last question. Um Bryce Brown is on the waiver wire. Should I pick him up and drop Ben Tate? So yes. we can handcuff Shady. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, the last question, again, one more. Can you feel comfortable dropping Cobb since he won't be back to week 15? Yes. I agree. I, I dropped him in my league, and I will be in the playoffs. And, you know, if if he has some miraculous recovery, I'll pick him up later. But right now, yeah. he's got to drop him. Well, I don't think he's eligible to return until week 15 because he's on that short-term IR. I think you have to have – I know, but, have... you know, but what, what I'm saying is is that in the league that I have Cobb in, I can't afford to hold him. I, I can't. i got to pick know, up someone else. Let's, let's talk about this for a second here, Todd. What do we think about Randall Cobb? Because – Let's say he's not coming back until week fifteen. Let's say he. Let's say we find out week fifteen he's playing. Are you really going to put in a guy that nope. you haven't played in two months? Nope, nope, nope. You haven't seen in two months over a guy that you've been rolling with for the last eight weeks in the fantasy football semifinals. You're going to trust a guy like Randall Cobb? I don't care how good he is. You haven't seen him play since mid October. At this point, it's going to be mid December. I can't trust a guy like that. No. Nope. I can't. I can't. Can't do it. We're running short on time. I want to get to uh, Rick in Houston, who's on the line. What's up, Rick? Hello. Yeah, Rick. What's going on? How's it going, guys? Going good, man. Got one position I need to uh, fill. It's going to be wide receiver. Best here on the FFCP to start Kimbrough Tompkins over uh, Torrey Smith. Do you agree? It's what, a non PPR your... league. 
Non PPR league. Um, <sighs> Ken Brell, you know, he's playing against the Jets, and I, I just feel like Brady always dominates the Jets in that second matchup of the year. Um, I like Tompkins because of no. Where do you see Tort? I don't see that on the FFCPI. They're 23 and 24. Oh, all right. Well, I'm Tory... playing Torrey Smith. Yeah, I'm playing Torrey Smith, too. I'd go with Torrey Smith. I'm going to change that right now just for people don't get confused. I'm going to put Torrey Smith with Keenan Allen, and I'm going to leave Kembrell in the bottom of that tier. Yeah, I'd go with, I'd go with Torrey Smith there. Torrey Smith. Yeah. Thanks for the phone call, Rick. We appreciate it. Todd, we, I don't think we're going to get to all these emails. We got a lot of them. Yeah. Got a lot of these emails here. And a lot of them are long, my friend. Oh, we got a lot of long emails. I'm going to have to... Re- Respond to a lot of these guys. Well, on, here's on one own. easy one, right? Uh, Go to Padre Blake. Paul. Go to Padre Paul because his is his is very short, and I've told him to, to, to keep it short in the in the past, and uh, he he listened to us here. Padre Paul says, "Hi guys, wide receiver two leading Harry Douglas over Julian Edelman seems to be a coin flip, but I like Harry's chances of getting a lot of targets and catches. Like Edelman too. What do you think, Todd? Edelman or Harry Douglas this week? Oh man, uh, I think Edelman's much safer because we know what he's going to do." Totally agree. Um, but Douglas, we just don't know yet. I mean, he, yeah. he, his theory could be correct. I mean, Douglas could have a nice game, but we just don't know. And what was what was uh, Blake's email that you said was pretty easy? Uh, at running back, who do, you, who do you start, Lamar Miller or Joseph Randall? Joseph Randall. Give it to the kid. And they're both kids at this point, but I'm going with Randall. I like that matchup. There you go. Right? You're not with me there? You're not a big no, fan I of am. Lamar I'm Miller. reading these other emails. I'm trying to find another email that we can. Here's one. Dale. Oh, this is beautiful. Ready? Yeah. Dale's question is: Foles or Wilson? Foles. There you go. Three words. A three-word email. Three-word email. For Foles or Wilson? Going with Foles. Sent from the iPhone. Like it. See these guys that send it from the iPhone. They want to be quick. It's like a text message. Yeah, that's a strong you know? way to end it, as our producer just uh, Skyped. A strong way to end it is with a great example of an email that we love. Three See, Josh is not email. messing around. He knows he wants to get out of here. Two o'clock, show's over. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of other emails, Bill. We're going to have to get to them after the show. I will do my best to respond to everyone personally. I want to thank Carrie Byrne for joining us today from coldhardfootballfacts.com. I want to remind everyone to get over to DraftKings.com. You're competing against myself. You're competing against Todd. You're competing against the rest of the Football Nation and FFChamps.com community. It's going to be a lot of fun. Any closing words, Todd, before we take off? We learned two things today. We learned that the Seahawk is an Osprey. Yep. And we learned that Bill has no idea who Gomer Pyle is. He called him Gomar. Gomar. Like like Omar from The Wire. That's right. Uh, I see the word Omar, and I think of the wire immediately. Gomar, however, must have been his estranged cousin. Um, estranged white cousin. Estranged. That's correct. Uh, we're going to wrap <laughs> it up here today on Football Nation. Want to wish want to wish everyone the best of luck uh, as we head into Week Seven. Have some fun and go win your fantasy football matchups. For Todd DeVries, I'm Bill Enright. Thanks for listening to Football Nation Radio. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation.